right, we're back. Welcome back to the Millennial Meltdown podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here with Devonte Easby. Easby, yes, right? Sir. Yes, sir. Right? Easby. Yes, Devante sir. Devonte Easby. <laughs> that is me. I am him. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. I appreciate you being here. Dude, thank you so much for having me. Uh, we were actually discussing how monumental this moment really is. Uh, because by the time this will have come out, it will no longer be Black History Month. But today is February 29th, 2020, the end of Black History Month in leap year. And I am the first, and I'm taking smoke from the other quote-unquote black comedians. (laughs) I am the first black comedian on this podcast. There you go. In Black History Month. During leap year. Yep. Listen, this man here is really setting the tone for Phoenix Podcast. I mean, who else is doing it, really? <laughs> I mean, who else is doing it? <laughs> yeah, I do feel uh, I do feel like I've done my due diligence on you, Black I History mean, Month this, you definitely this year. Have. You definitely have. I mean. You've done more than enough. Yeah, I mean. You get a stamp in your white privilege what card. What can you do? White privilege card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy doing white privilege jokes. It's uh I'm sure you do. It's most one of those things do. that's like one of the most off putting things for a crowd. Because <laughs> yeah. they're like, What the fuck, man? Yeah, exactly. And you're like, Yeah, I'm gonna come back from this though. Hold on. Yep. That's so funny, dude. It's such a balance to have or such a balance that like you have to have in order like to pull off jokes like that because it's like not only are you attempting to make them laugh but you also know that you're gonna piss them off a little bit yeah a little bit yeah yeah it's almost like you dig yourself a hole and then you uh have to find your way yeah yeah (laughs) exactly it's pretty fun though yeah and the funny thing is, whenever you bomb, then it's like, you're stuck in that hole, dude. You're just going to die down there. You're like, all right, cool. I'm going to go home before uh, you guys shoot me in the parking lot. Thank you. <laughs> exactly, dude. I know. It's so funny because that's exactly how it feels. Like, you feel like the world hates you. That is you exactly how it doing feels. Comedy. Like, you're like, oh, um, so should I give up or yeah, drive just, my car straight into the train right. on the way home? Yeah, should I just stand on the highway and just, you know, hope for the worst? Right. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, wait, was that... I'm trying to remember what we were like. We should pick this up on the podcast. Oh, Black dude, History Month for sure. Story. Yeah, there was definitely a story, bro. Oh, the first time I hosted. Okay, so. Yeah, 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 okay. First of all, quick second, because I always try to shout the people out that, you know, have put me on game. Um, fat shout out to Matt Broom, in case you watch this. Uh, thank you for allowing me uh, to host the first time you let me host. Mad shout out to you, bro. Um, and to Christopher as well. You know who you are. Um, but anyways, Hosting for the first time, Matt already set the lineup. And um, I get the lineup, and there's one new comic on there. What uh, um, what venue were you at? Sorry. This was at the Lounge on 7th Street. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah. So 
Um, like I said, the lineup was preset. I go around, I introduce myself to the comics that don't know me, and you know, I make conversations with the ones that do. Yeah. Get ready for the show. Yada yada, whoop de whoop, so on so forth. So, the new comic happens to be a friend of the magician that's performing at the end of the uh, open mic. There was a magician performing, dude. I don't even have the time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Sorry, go on. Sorry. No worries. No worries <laughs> at all. So, uh, before the show gets started, the new comic, he comes and like reintroduces himself. By this time, he's had a few drinks and I can smell it on his breath. I'm like, this is going to be an interesting five. Yeah. But I had faith in him because I try I try to do that. Pull that up know? a little closer to you. My mic is right, yeah, right up to your mouth. Okay, all right, oh, yeah, beautiful. I just I I try to have faith in people. I really do. And uh, and um, it got to the point where I was slightly concerned because he was uh, he just kept like repeating himself. Yeah. And like just reintroducing and uh, was just saying like he was the friend of this person and so on and so forth. And I'm like, dude, to be completely and brutally honest with you, I don't give a fuck. Just go on stage and tell your jokes, bro. Like if you don't have jokes, if you just have five minutes to just rant about your wife and how she cheated on you with the trainer that you paid for for the last seven months because she took the kids in the divorce. And now she has the kids and alimony, and it's really fucking you in the ass. So now all you got left is to tell jokes at open mics. Like, I mean, if that's your life, bro, that's your life. But to me, I don't give a fuck. Just get on the stage and get off the stage. Yeah. So he, uh, it gets to be his turn to go on stage. Yeah. Right. And this guy goes on stage, and like the first thing he does is starts like humping the air. And like very violently, very intense and violent and looks like it had been rehearsed a few times. Uh, and I'm, I'm concerned for his wife. If, okay. if, I mean, if, if we're getting straight to the point, I'm concerned for his wife. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. And in the middle of that happening, whenever he went to pull his pants up because they had slightly fallen oh, okay. and his boxers began to show. Oh my God. And at that point I felt as the showrunner, let me get this nigga to fuck off the stage. <laughs> but my girl was like, just let him, you know, let him finish. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, all right, you know what? You're right. I'll just let him finish. I'll let him play out, whatever. So. He continues as he's pulling his pants up. He like falls on stage and is like down there for like a minute. Yeah. And you know, like the the venue is uh, disproportionately white. So there was a lot of (gasps) and like shock in the room and everybody just kind of like froze up and tensed up and wondered what was going to happen next. Like we didn't know if he was going to stand up again or so I, I just sat there and, like, watched them and just watched all this unfold. Yeah. And it was just, like, strange as fuck because this all happened in the first minute. Jeremy, there was still four minutes left. 
four fucking minutes, bro. And this was your first time hosting My a show? My first time hosting. And I had some bangers on that lineup, bro. Like, Gene Ortiz was there. Uh, Danielle Williams. Um, Ernesto Ortiz. Like, some phenomenal comics. And I yeah. I believe that night Rob maybe uh, what was there as well and closed the show out. And, I mean, fucking rocked it. Um, that may have been another night, though. Uh, but I mean, even if it wasn't any time I've seen him, he's fucking killed it. Shout out to you, Rob. If you ever see this, um, shout out to you, um, and the other comics as well. But anyways, yeah, dude. So like whenever I went back on stage, I was just like, you know, my bad guys, you know, I met him at the circle K up the street. That's good. Yeah. That's like, fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, guys. Yeah, I was like, you know, I, uh, he he told me he'd give me fifty bucks if uh, if if I let him do five minutes on stage. Oh, that's so fucking funny. That's <laughs> so good. So other yeah. than other than that, how was your first hosting experience, though, dude? It was great. Yeah, it was great. I mean, like again, bro. Shout out to Matt Broom for giving me like such a, a fantastic lineup to you know kind of like ease the weight. Of yeah. my first time hosting, because you know it, it'd be one thing if he gave me, uh, you know, ten new open micers or uh, ten like guys that have been doing it for only like two years. But he gave me guys that like have been doing this shit for a while and that like yeah. are getting asked to get booked and like are you know looked at as um, looked at as uh, I want to be where he's at one day. You yeah. Know? Um, so yeah, it was just super dope to like have people like them, uh, there and it just kind of like put me at ease because like there were these seasoned comics and they already kind of knew the ropes and like how things were going to go. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I just kind of like went around and made sure everybody was good. Um, I mean, I did what I would have wanted a producer to do for me if, if I were on the show. Yeah. but yeah, it it went pretty smooth. And then uh from that I got to book I'm definitely plugging right now. I got to book uh do it, dude. my first show, uh, which was on December eighteenth, uh Not Your Mama's Christmas Roast. Did fucking amazing, bro. Like everybody loved it. Like yeah. I thought it was gonna be a one off, like just one show and that's it, bro. Like I'm not I don't even think I'm gonna produce anymore. <laughs> but like immediately after I had comics asking me like yo like let me get on that next show bro like when's the next one like are you doing another one next year or what like let me get on the next one i'm like holy shit dog like this shit just ended five minutes ago that's sick it was crazy dude so we did another one on valentine's day that one went up as well and uh bros it's 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 just been a dope time i've been getting like a lot of encouragement to like keep going as far as like the shows go and uh shout out to the people that have been in my corner and like in that aspect yeah uh because yeah it definitely gets like gets hard bro like producing shows is fucking it's it's tasking dude yeah it's tasking it seems like it man yeah it's definitely not something that i've uh i've been like i want to fucking do that yeah because like i'm i'm at the point where i'm like i feel very tapped on my on my amount of free time already um Oh, and you can turn the strength down on that on the bottom. You twist it. Okay. Uh, just so you know, it's that like max strength. Uh, 
side tangent. Uh, no, I'm just at the point in my like life in general with uh, like I'm getting married in December. Right. And um, congratulations, by the way. I don't oh, think I thanks, told you man. That. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm getting married in December. Uh, comedy, podcasting, like managing my relationship. Plus, I have a full time eight to five job. Like, I just feel like I'm like I'm tapped out, yeah. and I'm like yeah. managing my my schedule as best I can already. Yeah. But man, I sure would love to put on some fucking shows one day. Yeah, I dude. really want to do a Cox and Friends show. Yeah. Just because the name is hilarious. Yeah. It That's is. what I wanted to name my podcast. Okay. But uh it was taken. <sighs> Someone already had Cox and Friends. Is it is it like one of those shitty one off podcasts? Like they... No, it seemed like they were running pretty smoothly. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Those sons of bitches. Yeah, bro. Millennial Meltdown actually was taken. Really? Um, but they only did three episodes, and it uh, was like years ago. Nice. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that name. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, so I just think like a Cox and Friends show. You know how they do like in LA? I don't know if you follow a lot of comics like on Instagram or anything. Oh, I'm starting to. Yeah. But like Joe Rogan does like Joe Rogan and Friends shows, uh-huh. or like Joey Diaz does Joey Diaz and Friends shows. And, like, you know, it's kind of like uh, what Bubba and Mike are doing on Sunday. Right. You know? Exactly. I think doing that, I mean, years from now, I mean, I'm seven months into comedy. Yeah. But, you know, two or three years from now, it'd be sick to put on a show like that. Yeah, dude. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's, like, that was uh, that was my aim um, as far as, like, uh, the show went was uh, just, like, putting on for the homies. You know, like, uh, I was able to put a show together that was, uh, in my eyes, fairly successful. Um, yeah, that's and it, Yeah, and it showcased, like, like, pretty much my favorite comics. Like, Mike Enders closed it out, bro. Uh, Bubba McComb uh, was there as well. Uh, Bill Laskowski. Um, I had uh, Trevor Michaud opened it up for me. Uh, Shelby nice. Gonzalez was there. Uh, we had Alice Valpy and Celia, uh, Celia Contreras roasting, bro. Nice. Dude, like, the lineup on the first one is still, like, even now, like, still my dream lineup. Like, if if, if I could get away with doing that show again, I yeah. would definitely do it again because that lineup was fucking fire, bro. Probably could, you know? Fucking, yeah, I probably could. If, if like, if, not? If, if marketed correctly, then I I probably could. And uh, that's, that's something that I've been playing around with is, like, marketing um and that's probably the reason that like i'm putting this next show together is just just because like i want to fuck around with like a different type of marketing now yeah what's your next show uh bro to be honest with you i have no idea oh okay yeah but like i already have a couple of comics uh that are are willing to do it um i've spoken with uh and this isn't to uh confirm Oh yeah, any if you're not ready to like anything. talk about it, we don't have yeah. to talk about it either. Yeah, but I've spoken with uh a couple of um Kirley's yearly's winners and runners up or runner ups. I don't know how the fuck he'd say that, but uh yeah. I've spoken to them and uh a couple of them are willing to commit and then a couple of local favorites. Uh, I mean, guys, my shows like I'm I'm two for two so far. Uh, I'm feeling like rookie of the year right now. 
uh, you know, I, I I really feel like there 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 aren't too many things that can stop me at this moment. I'm just kidding, cause like I feel like saying shit like that, and then whenever I leave, I fucking break my ankle or some bullshit. Feeling like, like rookie of the year right now? Yeah, exactly, and fucking tear my ACL walking out this bitch. No, I think that's good though. I think I mean, in my opinion, I mean, I think you're doing really well. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I think it's good to have that kind of like self-confidence honestly yeah. like if you i mean if you didn't feel that way why would you want to put on another show exactly you know what i mean yeah especially uh you know seven months into comedy right right i uh i i uh i wanted to take that break away from uh putting shows on so that i could focus on my own comedy yeah and uh and be able to like uh expand on my comedy so that way, like, I had, like, a strong 20 that, like, I can go to and, like, yeah. drop at any given uh, notice, you know, like, because, uh, like, a strong 20 will take you out of the state if you've performed enough in the state. Right. You know, so uh, so I've been just, like, itching to get, like, this strong 20, bro, and, like, the luckily the creative juices have been flowing, but, like, creating a show... And like trying to write, it it conflicts sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I have to like, I have to like designate designate time. You know, I'm yeah. like I'm actually adulting. You know, <laughs> like well, and it's not about you, right? Doing a show is not exactly. It's about all the other people. Yeah, it's yeah. That's the craziest thing. Is like it's the most selfish, selfless thing. Yeah. That you can like, do. I'm doing this for me to promote me doing a show, but it's for also everyone at the same else. time you're booking eight to ten comics. Exactly. Like, it's like, hey, everybody, look at me. Right. Look at what I'm doing. I'm putting on a show that has nothing to do with me. That's showcasing all of my friends. So make sure you support my friends by supporting me. Right. And buying tickets to this show right. that I put on to show off my friends. Right. It's fucking crazy. Dude. Yeah. I it mean, is crazy. Comedy is one of the craziest things I've ever experienced. Dude, it's nuts out here. Um, it's sick, though, dude. I was telling, I don't know who I was telling. I was telling someone. I went and did an open mic in Ohio while I was there. And uh, uh, it's just very evident. Like, I don't know if you've done any, like, open mics in other states or anything. I haven't, not yet. But it's very evident to me, just from that one experience, like the different caliber of open micers from Arizona to Ohio. And granted, I was just in that one city, uh-huh. and I was at that one open mic, so it's a very small sample. Were they trash? But, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of them were really bad. Like, And I watched a solid 15 open micers. And, like, the guy running the show told me some of them were, like, the best in the city, like, killing it. And I was just sitting there, like, man, like, the worst people in Phoenix are better than these people. Fuck, dude. So, it's interesting. It's it's crazy being in Phoenix. And, like, I don't know if that sounds bad to say on my podcast or whatever. It's just honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's, it's the truth, bro. Like, yeah. Sometimes it hurts. But the the caliber the uh, the quality of comedians here is pretty substantial. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. We have a, a solid scene here, yeah. as far as I can tell. And yeah. it's funny, like 
I've been in it for seven months, so it's like I'm not qualified to say any of that. Yeah, but, but it's it like just, you can feel from it. my observation. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, and I feel like people would back that up. You know, I mean, I definitely would. Yeah. Like I was telling, uh, I believe it was Trevor Michaud and uh, Cam Sneed. Uh, fuck both of you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was telling them that I really feel like. Uh, Phoenix, the Phoenix scene could go up against damn near any scene. Like, you know, we, we, we take like our best, like two to five year comics and put them up against like almost any other scenes, like two to five year comics. I think we can like, we could really do some damage, bro. We just need the resources. Yeah. And, and like the, uh, the people that's it. Like if, if enough people see the talent in Phoenix, like what Alice Valpy is doing with burnout is fucking genius, dude. Yeah, she's killing it, dude. Yeah. I try to talk to her about it as much as I can. Like I said, I, I live by her work, so I actually see her like all yeah, the time. Yeah, pretty often, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's killing it, man. And I know she wants to put on more shows. She just did, uh, I mean, now she does open mics on Fridays, too, which yeah, is like, yeah. I feel bad I didn't make it to her open mic last night because I went to the bench bar, but uh, her open mics are doing great, too. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you've been to one on a Friday there yet. I have. I went to uh, not this last one, but the one before, and uh, I, it, it was it was pretty cool. Um, it was uh, a pretty comic heavy room by the time I went up, but uh, it was it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my fucking fiance's out of town texting her. <laughs> like I'm podcasting, babe. Um. <laughs> Yeah, um, fuck, I don't know what I was going to say to follow up that Ohio comment. I didn't want to just shit on him, but no, I but I mean, I'll, like, leave, it, I'll it, leave it there. It definitely makes sense because uh, I, I look at, you know, certain comedians doing other cities and I'm like, you know, what, what, what is it? What does it take? Like, what type of jokes do you have to tell to be able to, you know, succeed in every city? Yeah, um, I think that's... Uh, <coughs> <clears throat> it's probably different for each person, right? Yeah, probably. Think, dude, that's like the, my favorite thing about uh, comedy is kind of like watching different people. Oh, shit. Shut my fucking camera off. Uh, that's good. It's frozen. <laughs> dude, major fail, dude. I don't know how to how to fix that right now. <laughs> Uh, um, he's fucking up, ladies and gentlemen. I just fucked up bad, honestly. Bad. Um, let's see if I can get that restarted there. If I can't, I'm going to have to uh, stop this video and edit it together. This is a solid podcast moment here. Yeah. It's a real learning experience for everyone out there. Yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. Uh... Yeah, I don't know how to get that back online here. It's real solid. Real real fucking good, Jeremy. You got to take it out and blow on it. Probably. Cool. We got the audio running. All right. We back up in video in two fucking seconds. Yeah. <laughs> That's a major fail, dude, on my part. Oh, it's all good. I mean, shit happens. Like you said, bro, learning experiences, no losses. I fucking stepped lessons. on my fucking cord and fucking killed it. Oh, there we go. We back up. 
We're back. We're good. That's so fucking funny. Now I'm gonna have to edit it together and put like my logo in the middle of that <laughs> two minute uh, clip. A little uh, two minute intermission there. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we are. Honestly, uh, I could just upload the video with a gap in it, and the audio is fine. It'd be all good. Back in business. <laughs> uh, throw some fucking advertisements in there. Uh, oh my god, that was so bad, bro. Thanks for listening, out everybody. To, uh, yeah, Nike for uh, for throwing that commercial. Oh my god! In between the break, there. That's uh, so fucking funny. We're we're just waiting on that check, bro. You know, learning learning experience. Uh, get rid of this shit by my feet, so I don't do that ever again. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, that's embarrassing. I mean, um, what the fuck were we talking about? Shows, comedy shows. Yeah. Differences yeah. in in crowds. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was saying it's a big. One thing I really enjoy watching is, like, the different styles of comedians. And, like, uh, I mean, everyone has this different style of jokes or, like, different presence on stage or, like, um, I don't know, just shit like that. Like, everyone's audience is going to be different. So, like you were saying, like, being able to succeed out of state, it's, like, it's got to be a little different for everyone, right? Like... What works for you out of state might not be the same as. Oh shit! <laughs> Dude, we're having all sorts of podcast fails today. <laughs> pulling the uh, pulling the mic off of the fucking table. Do you need help? I got you. I got you. Right. Here, talking to the mic. Oh shit! Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, we're here, ladies and gentlemen. At the Millennial Meltdown, having a Millennial dude, Meltdown. Having a meltdown yeah, dude, like this is this fucking wild. It's like... You're good. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? That's a solid. Uh, Jesus, that was a solid podcast fail. So Devonte just pulled the whole mic off the table, bro. Clamped onto the I table. I don't even know how you did that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here trying to enjoy myself, bro. And I feel, I feel attacked right now. Like, I don't feel safe. Uh, I really thought this was a safe space that Jeremy was providing. Turn the mic with the notch towards you. You're good. Yeah, get that notch face. That, yeah, Beautiful. there we yeah. go. Yeah, so yeah. much better. So yeah, much better. Uh, but, yeah, like I was saying, I really thought that this was a safe space that Jeremy was providing. Uh, I mean, he was very inviting whenever, whenever I was here, whenever I entered his domicile, then, I mean, it felt like a very inviting environment, but I mean, at some extent, 
you have to draw the line, bro. Like, it's just disrespectful. Like, I didn't come here to be attacked by your microphone stands, bro. <laughs> Dude, it feels like it's a full moon today. Um, I don't know if. Uh, yeah, it's definitely like Friday, Friday the thirteenth ish for sure. Yeah, bro. I don't like, know if anyone. I need to watch a scary movie there, tonight. But... Holy you, shit, do, what do, just do, happened? Do Dude, like I just shut shit? off the webcam in the middle of the podcast, and then you pulled the whole mic off the table. This is like the weirdest fucking day. I'm telling you, bro. Um, I don't believe in like a whole lot of supernatural stuff. No. Or like, uh, you know, like karma, like good, good and bad balancing out type of thing. Yeah. Um, but I do in some sense believe in like i don't know like residual energy type of shit like yeah where a lot of negative things happen like it like leaves like almost like a stain on that environment or place like i think that's why like you know graveyards have that kind of weird feeling to them or uh hospitals or morgues where you know a lot of dead people have been makes sense um or like places where there's been mass you know, deaths and shit like that. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, I've never believed in God. Okay. Like, I've always, uh, I've always, like, called myself an atheist yeah. until I was in, like, college and I looked into it more and kind of figured I was more agnostic than atheist. Okay. More of, like, like, because atheist is, like, a firm, like, absolutely not, like, don't believe in God or any entity like that. Okay. Agnostic is more like, uh, like I admit that I don't know. Like it could be a possibility that God exists, but that's not what I believe. Okay. Um, but like I did grow up in a house where a woman died and that was a weird experience for sure. Okay. Um, like in the house, I I never felt like alone. Like I always felt like someone was there watching me. Damn, dude. Did you ever see anything? Um I never saw anything, but like weird stuff happened. Like I was like alone in my kitchen uh-huh. and like the cabinet opened and like stuff from the the top shelf like spilled out of the cabinet. Like when there's like no way it could have like spilled out of the cabinet. Uh um, You're home alone? Yeah, like shit like that. Like uh, when I was a kid, I never felt comfortable being home alone with my door open. I had to have my door shut to my bedroom because I, I felt better. And like I couldn't explain that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, one time one of my friends came over and all of a sudden like we we're just hanging out eating or whatever. And he was like, uh, did someone die in your house? And I was like what the fuck what and he's like he's like did, did someone like die in this house and i was like yeah wh- like why <laughs> and he's like i just like i don't know i get this like feeling when i'm in houses where like someone's died it's like happened to me a couple times the fuck and i was like what the fuck dude <laughs> like i was like that's wild i was like that's the weirdest fucking thing like he didn't know like you know, like I'm pretty sure I never told him. I mean, someone else could have told him, and he was fucking right. with me. But but I yeah, don't chances think so. are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just stuff like that, just kind of weird. So like, I've never been like a firm believer of like you know the afterlife or ghosts or whatever. Word. But I kind of do. 
Like Word. it's like I'm fifty fifty. I mean, I've like I just to, went on a really long tangent there. <laughs> oh, bro, it's all good. Like we're here, you know. Uh, it's 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 February 29th. It's Black History Month. I am the first Black Phoenix comedian on your podcast. So it's like, you know, <laughs> like I said, bro, I want all the smoke. Like y'all can see me in a roast battle or whatever, dog. Like you should say that I ten more times, and I'll just clip all of it together and put it on Instagram. There you go. The first Black. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah dude hell yeah talk about marketing bro but uh what were we just talking about oh yes uh, i've afterlife definitely and spirits and stuff i've definitely seen some things okay yeah like what? Like, i've definitely seen some things uh i remember um i was like i was definitely a whore in my past okay um, and i've settled down in my older years you know but uh there was there was a time uh so i meet this young lady and uh the first time that we ever hang out i just go to her place it's wait like, you said you were whoring your past like not like in a different life this current life no yes definitely oh, this you fucked life. a lot i get it okay yeah, go on like right. mormons i mean polygamy we didn't have to like Sorry. you know divulge that to the <laughs> masses but it's okay jeremy you know we're here hey just trying to dissect what you said uh, man. I'm it's, trying to understand. it's all good brother it's all good uh <laughs> and i was trying to dis- dissect her thighs that night uh but uh i pull up to her spot and uh it's super dark and i can feel just like this energy like bro just like this dark energy and i'm just like that's creepy dude. yeah and i'm just like like in her house or outside of it outside of it shut up bro i thought i was gonna get jumped oh my god yeah like it felt like i was gonna get jumped so i was just like looking everywhere bro like i was peeping like all my surroundings so uh fucking get to her apartment and she opens the door and like it's like pitch black right like there's no lights on and she like uh she like grabs my hand and like pulls me like inside into the room right and i'm definitely like working this out as a bit like (laughs) i haven't i haven't actually worked on it on stage yet but it's there's a bit coming um but yeah she pulls me inside and uh and we go like straight to her room and uh i'm just thinking about how like my life is over whenever my mom sees this bro oh my god bro oh my gosh like it's it's this is gonna be it like the last show that you'll see me at will be the last time you'll ever see me (laughs) because Oh, uh, what the fuck was I just talking about? Oh, she pulled you into the room. Yeah, pulled me into the room. Yeah, it's still pitch black. Yeah, right. In the room, here she she has like shades, so like here, and there's like lighting outside, so I can see a little bit into the room. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm checking for like the essentials. Cool, no Adam's apple. Cool, bitch ain't got a dick. All right, word, we're good. You know. So, like, it just, it was what it was. So, we start messing around or whatever. And I just, like, feel like we're not the only two people in the room, you know? Whoa. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's somebody else in here, 
right so like i'm on my knees and like she's uh i mean essentially like doggy style and uh and i look over and like next to her closet i can see like probably a little bit further than like this where this backdrop is i can see just like a dark figure just like standing whoa dead ass i i wish i was kidding like i so seriously wish i was kidding so i see this dark figure so i'm like no i'm tripping like what the fuck so i like rub my eyes like again gone right so i'm like all right cool i was just tripping i'm just paranoid i'm in a spot i'm not used to like i was already feeling weird outside you know just whatever whatever oh my god bro a couple minutes passed by look over again same dark figure just a little bit closer probably where the backdrop is at this point so like i can't touch it it doesn't look like it can touch me but it's just standing there i don't fuck with that bro so at this point i'm like i'm like nah like i gotta like i gotta like go so this is where shit gets wild bro this is like some fucking stephen king shit right here so like i go to like i go to turn and like fucking rub my eyes or whatever by this point i'm already like pulled out and done and like whatever like even if even if i did nut then you know or didn't nut or whatever happened i'm good like i'm ready to go um so like i'm i'm finished in that area and she's trying to like convince me to stay but i had just seen whatever the fuck i just saw so i turn back this way and i'm rubbing my eyes or whatever i'm getting ready to stand up before i stand up still on my knees i look over again boom right fucking here dog shut up bro no fucking like no fucking like like facial features like it was just like a dark shadow dog and i just like jumped back and fucking like i stood up and I was like, nah, hell no. Nah. I was like, hey, I got to go. Like, I think I told her, like, my kid is at home or some bullshit like that. I don't even have kids. But I was like, I was like, you know, I got to go. You know, I got to get the fuck out of here. Sorry. Oh, my God. I was like, dude. I'll let you know when I get home. I blocked that bitch. I'm, like, stressed out thinking about it. Bro, that shit was terrifying. Just right in front of your face, dude. And then what'd you do? I mean, what terrifying. happened? Did you scream? Did you, like, wah? <laughs> no, I just, like, I jumped. And then fucking, like, I got the fuck out of there fuck dude yeah and she kept like trying to convince me to stay and i was like no i gotta go i was like i really gotta go that's wild yeah bro but it's like that's that's probably not even like the wildest shit that's ever happened to me really yeah i'm telling you bro like I, i've seen some shit like fucking a i'm like a fucking I'm like a fucking onion out here dog yeah it's, it's, it's a lot of layers to this nigga bro Dude, that's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah, I don't like there's there's weird stuff like that that's hard to explain for sure, right? Like it's just like like what is that, you know? It's weird. But it's like it's hard to not be like it's a demon. <coughs> Cuz it could be a demon. <coughs> Facts. Right? Facts. Yeah, it's just like the weirdest shit. It's like uh <coughs> It's just weird for for me like I it's hard for me to be like like we're the 
Like we're one one planet of billions of planets in the universe. Right. So like for me, it's hard to be like, yeah, we we were totally created by like this one being, and uh, you know, when you die, you go to like heaven, and like this one being like oversees all of it, and then like right. the devil, and like all this. And especially when different cultures have different, like, gods and stuff. Exactly. And there's different, I mean, there's, it's like, how do you say your god is the right one, you know? Um, <coughs> That's um, something that uh, D.O. Hughley, which, uh, fuck all y'all, he is funny. Uh, but that's something that he said was, like, we have like all these ideals and like we paint each other as the bad guys right and they're supposed to be like this obvious bad guy yeah but like everybody has their own opinions and he's like the fucked up part is somebody's right right you know and it's like regardless niggas is dying like people are gonna die regardless like whatever side you choose yeah we killing somebody or we've killed somebody yeah so it's it's like you know that's that's the that's that's one of the reasons that like I've began to separate myself from the ideology that is religion because I feel like it's complete bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, my my issue with uh I mean, religion in general is that like it's just created by people exactly it's just like there's the king james bible right like everyone acknowledges that king james wrote it Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm I'm like yeah but like so why does that guy get to write the bible or change make changes to the existing bible and you know it's it's weird to me that like people just accept that like a dude wrote it down and it's like it's there but even like it's, the Pope says things like, "I don't have a direct line to God. Yeah. I just pray to him like everyone else." Like the Pope has said that. So I'm like, it's weird that like uh, I mean, why didn't the Pope write the Bible? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, it's just strange. Like I don't know. It's just like it's one like I I don't I I understand that I don't know anything about it, and I've never read the Bible, and I've. I've attended church three times in my life with friends. You know Uh what I mean? Yeah. Um, But it's hard for me to, like, accept that, like, it's just, like, a book that everyone should worship. And, like, I I would get it if it's more of, like, there's, like, things happening that can't be explained. And you're like, yeah, it's like a divine thing that's happening. Word. But to me, it's just, it's hard to to just, like, have, like, faith and, like, oh, yeah, like, God has a plan. But it's, like, so much negative shit happens in the world, though. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's so conflicting to me that I'm, like, I'd rather just be, like, I I don't believe in that. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, like, uh... Uh, where where does uh where does the line between fact and fiction get drawn right. um because uh i can tell you these stories of things that happened to me but if you don't believe them to you they could either like it's either like you have the option of believing them to be fact or fiction like to me it's just fact mm-hmm. right so 
Like, uh, I completely forgot what fucking uh, point I was trying to make. I'm stoned, and I now remember the point I was trying to make, so let me go. (laughs) You think about it. Okay. I was going to say, like, how do you dictate the difference between, like, Greek mythology and current day, like, Catholicism? Because, like, how do you, how does, like, one society dismiss that Greek mythology is mythology? Yeah. When it's all the same. I mean, it's based on the belief in gods. It's all a written history of, like, biblical proportions, right? Right. But we all dismiss it as, oh, that's just mythology. They just believed in some shit and the stars and stuff. But it's, like, these whole populations of people believed in things like Zeus or, you know, people like Hercules and shit. Yeah. Or different gods and the stars for a very long time. Right. And we we now dismiss it as mythology. Yeah. But, like, so one day, 10,000 years from now, are we going to call Christianity Christian mythology? Because there's going to be a new religion that takes its place? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, back then, that was the only religion. Right. And now, one took its place. Yeah. So is that just going to happen again? Like for me, why do we dismiss one and accept the other one? Why do we dismiss Buddhism and Hinduism and accept Catholicism? To me, it's well, just, it's strange. I, think, I mean, honestly, I think that uh, I think we should rid the world of pigeons. Yeah. That's one thing that I think. I wonder if anyone can hear that pigeon. Man, I I sure as fuck hope so because I can. And if 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 you have the pleasure of not being able to hear that pigeon, then fuck you. Okay, you didn't have to live through the poverty that was my childhood, bro. <laughs> we used to get letters in the mail from uh from the 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 top ramen com- company. For, like, sponsorships. Like, they wanted to sponsor us because we were so poor. <laughs> they wanted us in their commercials. What does this have to do with, with anything? <laughs> this has to do with the fact that pigeons have always been in my life. You know how many times I've asked for pigeons in my life? <laughs> Not one. <laughs> Not ever. And you know the way that this correlates? It, it's the same thing with religion, bro. Like... I grew up like this is where the tangent like this is where like the podcast takes like that awkward serious turn. This is a millennial meltdown. Yeah, for sure. This is like this is where we take like that awkward ass serious turn and like we veer and then everybody's like, oh, well, that was all right. They just did that. But yeah, bro, like growing up in the church was definitely one of the most traumatizing experiences really bro it was so bad why because it's essentially you're brainwashing your kids yeah and even like you know uh the uh the church of mormon or the church of latter-day saints whatever the fuck they choose to go by these days um, officially latter-day saints yeah well they started letting black people in the church like, oh, within, okay. like, the past 30 years. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And, like, they I just, their numbers. like, I turned 30 this year. Yeah. And it's, like, you're telling me, like, if, I like, 12-year-old me 
comes up to your church and is like, oh, you know, I want to be a member. Like, you're going to turn me away because I'm black, bro. Like, come on. But it's like and it's crazy because actually this is the point that I was wanting to make earlier. And it's crazy how all of this shit tied together, dog. <sighs> it's beautiful whenever things are meant to be. This is leap year and black history month. And you have the first black comic <laughs> in Phoenix on your podcast all the smoke come see me dog i want all the smoke bro at them whenever you drop this video Darrell and jules i want the smoke come see me in a roast battle i will take that title for the first black comic i'll definitely during black history I'll do my best to make a clip of all this. No, but like in all in in all seriousness though, um as far as like the religion thing goes, like it definitely was like it felt like brainwash growing up. Yeah. And like you know, we were like conditioned as kids to like not anger the big man in the sky. Yeah. That's you know? for sure. And it's like it's to an extent I get it because like as a parent you want to protect your children and if if you believe in that doctrine then of course that those are going to be the principles that you attempt to instill in your kid yeah but at some point you have to offer your child the freedom to make their own choices so they can know right from wrong and they can know if there is the possibility that there's something different out there. You know, I'm getting to a point where I believe that there are multiple entities or maybe there is just one, you know, omnipotent entity that just oversees everything but goes by these different names. Yeah. Because everybody prays to something and in so many different cultures, shit works. Yeah. So you can't tell me that what they're doing doesn't work whenever it's working. Yeah. Like it's working before our eyes. Like there's like people that like are like devout Christians that have like these amazing stories of like how they were just missed by like a train wreck or like how they fell off a cliff and like got up unscarred and yeah. just like all this different stuff. And it's like, okay, you believe that your God and your Jesus saved you. You know, that's that's what you believe. But these Muslims also watched uh, a little girl that had pneumonia, like severe pneumonia one day, immediately heal within 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, so it's like, where's the line? There's so, so many different fucking like, there's so many different lanes on that freeway, bro. Yeah. And it, it just, I mean, we, we, we just keep riding that bitch. And it's like at some point we should just, we really should just like deep dive and explore and like see what the true root of it really is. Yeah. Maybe we're not meant to know. You know, maybe that's why it is the way that it is. Yeah. But I still think that we should try. And that was me really thinking about the fact that we should all come together the way that we came together on the 19th of February at my show 
Not Your Mama's Valentine's Roast. It was a comedic experience. And I'm saying all this to say that you definitely won't want to miss the next one. Whenever I do put it out, you guys will be the first to know. Back to you, Jeremy. <laughs> bro, fucking solid. mic drop, bro. Dude, you're made for a podcast. You have fucking a, mic drop. You have a fucking phenomenal podcast voice. Too. Thank you, bro. Thank you. That it's means like, so much, bro. This feels good. I'm enjoying this, dog. Good, I love dude. this shit. Yeah, I hope you come back for more. I really like to do I've said this on like every podcast now. Yeah. I'd really like to do group podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw I that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You were telling me about it. Bro, I'd be, I'd be so down. Yeah, because I have more mics and shit, so... I mean, nice to have a couple more people in here and do some group ones. Uh, Back to the religious topic, though. I was the biggest thing for me that kind of fucks me up on the whole thing is uh, the stories of kids who have memories of past lives. Yeah. Yeah. When they're young, like super young, like four and five years old. Like there's like a little boy um, who when he was like four or five. He could like name planes that were used in yes, like World bro. War One and World War Two. Yes, and he like saw knew that. the names of some of the people who like died during wars and shit like that. And, and it was just shit like, there's no reason this kid should know this information. Exactly. And if it's fake, it's like those parents would have had a hammer those details into that little boy's brain yes bro for months From birth before he like did those interviews with exactly people. exactly um and shit like that and there's like multiple instances of things like that where kids specifically have memories when they're young yeah of past lives yeah and to me that is like where i get goosebumps and i'm like yes bro what could possibly explain that shit right like, that, that's the type of stuff bro like it's it's said uh i believe it touches on it somewhere in the bible uh it talks about like you know uh children being innocent you know yeah. because they don't you know know any better you know they're not uh in experiencing life and making uh educated life decisions yeah. um everything that they're doing is in innocence because they don't know better um so since they have that innocence then they're able to see the world for what it truly is yeah you know they don't have a skewed view of it so they get to see like all these different like i think that kids can see like and i'm going i'm going to catch some shit for this but like i think that kids can see like spirits and like entities and shit like that like, I think that they actually can. I think that's why, like, there's some kids that struggle with, like, the boogeyman and, like, something being under the bed or, like, not wanting to sleep in the room alone. You know, there's, like, there's something there. You know, there's something to that. There has to be. Yeah. Because, like, all these kids aren't making this shit up. Like, kids are imaginative. But like, why same... is it such a common childhood right. theme? Why? Right. Where does it come from? You know, why aren't we, like, truly exploring this? That's why I'm so fascinated with uh, psychology, but we can dive into that in a minute. Um, I love psychology. Oh, my gosh. I'm uh, so fascinated with psychology. Side tangent. Sorry, go ahead. Um, Hold on to my psychology piece. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, yeah, like, I I really do think that uh, kids can tap into, like, like a more uh, spiritual realm, especially, like, babies and toddlers and things like that. Uh, because you'll see them like reach for things that aren't there and uh you know uh like laugh alone a lot 
That shit's um, creepy, dude. There's yeah. so many videos of kids laughing. Yeah. Like like someone's playing with them that's yeah. not there. My mom used to say that like uh that angels would tickle me while I was sleeping because I would laugh in my sleep. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe you're just dreaming though. I mean, bro, I, I like I said, bro, I'm a whole onion over here. Like I it's a lot to unpack. I love playing devil's advocate for anything. Like, yeah. uh, it doesn't matter the topic. Yeah. I'm like, I'll argue with you about it. You yeah. Know? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't have like firm beliefs in, yeah. a, in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like I'm very fluid and like, I'm like, yeah, man, whatever. Give me some info and I'll, maybe I'll believe you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I love when people are like, bring up anything that's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, what about this? Like, <laughs> motherfucker. I fuck with that. Um, Bro, uh, real quick, uh, uh, fat shout out to you for having this fucking Velcro peel right here. Cause like your boy definitely struggles with anxiety so like being oh, able yeah. to peel this shit it definitely like it Dude, calms have you me ever down played a with a fidget cube no i don't think i have like you know what a fidget spinner is so you just yeah. spin them a fidget cube is a box with different things on it to play with uh-huh. it's my favorite thing huh. i play with it at my desk or like sometimes i'll take it on drives and right. i'll hold it in my left hand and play with it while i'm driving mm. Um, it's the same thing. It just reminds me of that because it's just something to do with your hand that kind of like grounds you. Yeah, like, yeah, it's cool. It has a little joystick on it. Yeah, like same as like a game controller, so you can just like roll it around on your thumb like this. I could go get it and show it to you. Oh yeah, they're the Hell most yeah. fucking fun thing, dude. Um, right, dude. I don't know what the fuck we were saying. Oh, the psychology of shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's fascinating the way. Uh, like minds work in different ways. Like, yeah. um, uh, like I was reading this article and I posted it on Facebook about how now for like the first time in human history, like so many people are sharing information about themselves. Right. We're figuring out like more than we ever did about humans and just the way like we process things. Mm-hmm. Like this article is about how people's brains work and yeah. how, Different people think in different ways. Yeah. And it's purely, like, just different for every person and how you process information and how you form thoughts in your head. Like, some people, it said, like, some people think in images. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, when you have an idea, you think in pictures. Right. And, or some people think in one word. So, like, they focus on an idea and they just kind of think about the word. Huh. Or some people think in full sentences. Right. And that's how I think. Right. Like, I form thoughts in full sentences in my head. Like, yeah. I'll have full conversations in my head. Right. Um, and then it was explaining just, like, how some people are, are a mix of those. Like, they have images with conversations. Right. Or, um, you know, it just explained, you know, that's how people with photographic memories work. Like, they think in images. Yeah. So it's not like when they read a book, their brain doesn't capture the words they read. They capture the image of what they read. Yeah. So then, like, that's how they pull it back up in their head. Like, it's just, it's fascinating to me that, like, we now know that, like, all these people's brains work in these different ways. Right. And it's, like, it's fascinating to think about, like, the education system in that sense of, like, you know, different people learn in different ways based on how their brains work. Right. And it'd be crazy if we could, like, dial in 
to more things like that, personal traits and different like human traits of how brains work and consume information and shit like that. I think the more that you learn, the closer you get to being able to do that, though. For sure. You know, like the more educated you are in the things that like you're actually invested in and like interested in, then like your mind opens <laughs> up to these different experiences and like different ways of like operating um, because like you're learning new things. So, right. I don't know why I said it like a fucking game show host. You're learning new things. Oh, you're good. <laughs> fucking, sound like a fucking dick. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I've always thought that sh- that type of shit was fascinating, though. Um, and, like, going back to, like, kids, like, uh, like kids, like, just process different, they process information differently. Right. You know, than adults do. Exactly. Like that. And, uh, yeah, it's wild to think, going back to, like, the whole reincarnation shit. Mm-hmm. It's wild to think that, like, kids grow up like that and then forget it and, like, they don't yeah, even remember dude. They don't even remember. But now we have video cameras. Everyone owns one. And now we can document that type of shit. Because that type of shit's happened for a long time. Yeah. But no one's ever been able to document it other than telling people. And And when you tell people, it sounds insane. Yeah. And especially back in the day, you wouldn't tell people shit like that. Like, my kids at home looking through a picture book, like, they fucking remember shit from the 1800s. And, like, people would be like, okay, Karen, like, you fucking sound insane. Bro, my girl's son was, like, he creeped me the fuck out one day. And, like, my girl's white, her family's white, so I understand why they weren't freaked out. But I was like, yeah, guys, you know, uh, I got a little bit of melanin over here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I operate a little differently. Keep, but, uh, keep talking. Um, But, no, yeah, my... my uh, I was over at uh, my girl's family's place and uh, we're all hanging out and uh, my girl's son starts like describing everyone and like their occupations. But he was giving us names that like weren't ours. So like uh, this is um, Bill. He's um, an airplane pilot and he's married to uh, that person and uh, so on and so forth and oh my gosh bro this is oh my gosh dude i'm oh i just got goosebumps dude this is amazing isn't that cool yeah it is dude, i just I went, love got my, this. went and got my fidget cube this is oh Dude, this is nice. Yeah, cool, huh? Oh yeah, this is this is good for like somebody with like like anxiety. This is yeah, really relaxing. This is really nice. Oh, thank I'm gonna you. have to order a bunch and start like giving them to people as gifts on the oh, podcast. Dude, yeah, that, that oh my god, pretty unique. That'd be huh? amazing. Yeah. yeah, and they're cheap too. They're like five bucks. Oh sweet, I might have to get one. Yeah, dude, they're cool. Yeah, this is pretty awesome. But, yeah, dude, it was just, like, super weird. He was just giving us, like... He just started naming people yeah, and, like, just knowing naming, about them? Yeah, and, like, knowing different stuff about them. And he's, like... Because, like, obviously, I was, like, oh, like, Jess and I are married. And he's, like, no, she's married to this person. Da, 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 da. And I'm, like, what the fuck? And he just, like, looked at us and dived in the pool. I'm, like, no, nah, it's time to go home. That's weird. Like, leave this little nigga here. That shit was creepy. That is weird. Bro, it was so creepy. Yeah. 
Like, kids are fucking weird, bro. Like, the bit that I have about, like, fucking kids, bro. Kids are fucking weird. I do, I do genuinely feel like, uh, I mean, I did sense a lot of that shit, like I said, in that house growing up. Yeah. And I was young. I mean, as a teenager, as, like, a young kid, 12 to, you know, 18 and shit. Um, and I've never experienced that feeling, um... Again, except when I went on, um, except when I went on a tour of, um, the underground in Seattle. Yeah. And what that is, is like a, a channel of like, uh, it's an underground city. It's where Seattle used to be. So under the streets of Seattle are these old tunnels and buildings and like literal like banks and hostels. Oh. And roadways that you can walk in and shit. Interesting. Under the city. And they do, like, haunted tours and stuff down there. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the only other places I felt like, I'm like, something's, like, happened here. Like, there's, like, shit went on here. And. uh, For sure. I don't know, man. It's just, like, it's one of those weird things where, like, you can't explain shit like that. Facts. And it's, like, the weirdest, weirdest experience. I completely, (coughs) I completely understand. Um, I have several like strange ass experiences yeah. that like I can only explain to like so many people, you know, because like a lot of other people just like will clown me for it <laughs> or like, like won't believe me or like whatever the fuck, you know, but I think now, you know, like, like you said, being in a time now where like we can document everything, um, then it's uh like a lot of these beliefs that people have are like much more acceptable um you know like things just kind of like uh they just kind of fall into place for for like a lot of things yeah you know? so i don't know that was like a weird way to wrap it up but <laughs> you good yeah Oh, fuck that. Uh, quick subject change. Cause that was our career as fuck. I don't even like how I ended that. No, you're you know? good. Yeah, what like, do you, did you have anything you wanted to talk about on this podcast today? Oh, uh, man, dude, there's so much to talk about. I'm so about. bad about asking people about that. I usually, We usually just go off on tangents like Bro, that. It's, it's cool. Like, I but mean, some we're people already are like, like, I want to talk about this one fucking thing. Nah, we're already like pretty deep. So it's like, fuck it, dog. We just ride the wave. Uh,. But no, dude, I don't know. Like, you know, there's there's so many things that you can get into. Let me uh, let me just ask you the basic shit of what I try to ask people. Okay. Because now that we're like an hour and fucking ten minutes into the podcast or some shit. Okay. Uh, for people who don't know, I know you from comedy, right? From Phoenix, um, met you at open mics and shit. Of course. Never really sat down and had a like a whole conversation with you outside right. of just hanging out and smoking open mics and shit. For sure. Um, So I don't know a whole lot about you. So, like, just the basics of, like, where are you from? How old are you? Uh, Oh, man. Well, uh, let me see. Are you Uh, from Arizona? Well, quick reminder. uh, My name is Devante. Um, (laughs) Just a quick plug. uh, Social media. You can find me on Twitter uh, (laughs) under the handle uh, CanDevanteTweet. That's uh, can as in Mexican, 
Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, or Canadian. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, guys. Uh, C A N. Um, and then my name. Uh, D as in David. E capital V as in Victor. O N T E. And then tweet. T W U W. Uh, double E T. Uh, can Devonte tweet and then uh yeah I just spent five whole minutes explaining my Twitter name yeah what a random tangent man. yeah dude terrible just like for no t- reason bro I'm gonna to get one follower off of this just to tell me where you're from <laughs> just to, yeah I haven't even gotten to where I was born yet like nobody cares bro if if you're this deep I'm sure you probably follow me on social media already anyways maybe so like there's no point there's no point in me saying any of this shit. But fuck it, bro. Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what a dick move that would have been. Um, so Instagram is uh, not funny. <laughs> Vante. That's N-O-T-F-U-N-N-Y. V as in Victor. O-N-T-E. Oh, my God. That's on Instagram. Not funny Vante. Uh yeah, I'm I'm a pretty big dickhead, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, I can be a piece of shit sometimes. Hey, plug it all you want, man. I don't oh, care. dude, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm going to. I got to get my follows up, bro. I'm trying to like get them. Fucking one post a week, this shit. So like, people stop giving a fuck, but I can still get paid. Plug it. Oh man, but uh, no, dude. Yeah, I was uh I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Um. <laughs> Fat shout out to them, bro. Like Emo's Pizza, turn the fuck up, bro. Have you ever had Emo's? Have you ever been to St. Louis? God, no, no, bro. Emo's is the place to. I haven't be. traveled like at all, man. Oh, dude, yeah, you gotta go to Emo's. All right, you gotta go St. to St. Louis. Yeah, if you're ever in St. Louis, bro, hit Emo's? up Emo's. Yes, bro, Emo's and a Chinaman. Like E M O, I M O, I M O. Yeah, I M O apostrophe S. Okay. Yeah, it's Emo's. Emo's. Uh, because Emo owns it, so it's Emo's. Okay. Right. Uh, and uh, they have this pizza there, and oh, dude, it's just, bro, magnificent. Talk about pizza. I'm hungry right now. Yes, dude, me too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, I was I was born there. Uh, a lot of my family is still there. Uh, a lot of cousins, aunts, uncles. Okay. Uh, love all you guys. If you get the chance to see this, hopefully not, because if you do, you're showing my mom, and my mom's gonna kill me. Uh. So yeah, uh, I I like to thank uh, everyone that's um, supported me along the way to getting here. Because uh, anyone that knows my mother, uh, yeah. But uh, anyways, born and semi-raised in uh, in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, moved to Houston, Texas. Whenever I was about seven, I believe. Oh, that's right. I knew that. Yeah, you're from yeah. Texas. Yeah, Houston. Yeah. Uh, that's that's home for me, you know. Um, even though I was born in St. Louis, I'm always gonna be a Texas boy. Okay. Uh, I spent most of my life there. Uh, I love it there. You know, it's it's home. It always will be. Uh, I lived there from the time I was like seven until like twelve. Yeah. And then uh, my mom and I moved back to St. Louis for like a year and some change. Um, then came back to Texas, and uh, after. We moved back to Texas. I made the stupid ass decision to move to uh, to Tucson with my dad. Okay. Oh, dude, worst decision of my life. Dude, Tucson sucks. Dude, the fucking worst. I'll I shoot on Tucson there. forever. 
I hate it there. Bro, so many comics love Tucson. My I'm brother like, lives why? in Tucson, and I hate that fucking city. Dude, one of my brothers lives in Tucson. and it's Well, a, two two of my brothers. My that, bad. I it's a straight shithole. It's the, it's the butthole of Arizona, for sure. For sure, bro. For sure. Eh, uh, Casa Grande's pretty bad. Mm. Have you ever been to Casa Grande? I mean, not, no. Not I've like lived in Casa Grande. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but Tucson's a whole city that sucks. Well, Casa I mean, Casa Grande is... Trying like to be a town. It's a little suburb. Yeah. It's it's like it's like thirty side streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a Walmart. Tucson's the whole city of shit. Yeah. 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 Casa Grande is thirty side streets, a Walmart. When did you move from Texas to Tucson? Uh whenever I was fourteen. Oh, okay. So yeah. you lived in Texas for like seven ish years, eight yeah. years? Yeah, and then uh whenever I turned twenty. I moved back to Texas. Thankfully. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank God. I got the fuck out of Tucson. Bro. And then when did you come to Phoenix? Oh, just last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus. It's crazy how many people I meet that have lived here short term. Yeah. Like half the fucking comics that are in the Phoenix scene right now. Because we're looking for a reason to stay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Looking yeah. for motivation. Bro, fucking sucks here. Um, like, I enjoy Phoenix, um, you know, uh, one thing, one thing I don't enjoy about Phoenix is just, like, being one of the only black people here. Yeah. You know, it's like, like I say on stage, it's like, it's, it's like being a part of an exclusive Marine unit, you know? The few, the black, or the, <laughs> the few, the proud, the blacks, you know? <laughs> the few, the blacks. The few, the proud, the blacks. Yeah, shout out to me for fucking my own joke up. Um, I'm usually much better on stage, guys. So if you're ever in the Phoenix metropolitan area, definitely come see your boy. Uh, <laughs> right. I hardly ever get booked. But, hey, you know, I'm grinding, baby. I'm grinding. I think getting booked at all at this point is uh, is a win. That's yeah. how I look at it, at least. For sure. When I get booked, I'm like, all right, man. I'm seven yeah. months in. I got a booked show. Dude. I'm like, that's sick. Dude, my goal last year was to get booked like once i think i got booked like five times yeah that's dope it's crazy as fuck bro it was so dope like it was so dope to be like to be like mentioned with like other dope ass comedians yeah you know just like comedians that like i fucked with heavy um i don't know uh i don't think i had met you at this point but uh, like back in December, there was like the uh, the thing for the Kearleys yearly circulating, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like just seeing my name on that, like I think it was like there was like eight different comics that were on there, and shout out to the other seven that are on there that were on there, <clears throat> but yeah, just like being like in that conversation was just super dope. Um, and just seeing that, like, the work that I've been putting in, it, like, paid off, um, it was, was super dope as well. So, yeah, shout out to, like, pretty much everybody, bro. I'm, I'm gonna do, like, 37 more shout outs by the time this podcast Dude, is do over. it. Do yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's sick. I didn't even know what those were. I mean, back then. Yeah, me either. Like, the more I get into comedy, the more I find out about all these little things right. that are going on. Right. And all these different people doing different shit. Right. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah, it was really just about, like, performing in front of the right people. Yeah. You know, like, I just tried to, I just tried to like, keep hitting mics. 
Right. Like I was going to Mike's like four nights a week, um, on average. But there would be some weeks where I hit Mike's like six nights a week, and I do like nine mics. Um, but <clears throat> like doing that many mics, you're gonna meet like that many people. You know, you're gonna see like so many different faces and like so many different people that you have no idea how critical they'll be in your future. Right, for you sure. Know? Like it's it's absolutely nuts. Like I had no idea that uh Bill Laskowski was like so involved with Big Pine and like I'm getting ready to send in my submission now. And that's not to say that like I have a leg up by any means necessary, but it is just dope as fuck to know somebody that like is already on the Big Pine team. You know, so that way, like, I know what it takes, you know, like, I know, like, I I can be confident in what I'm sending in as far as my submission goes. Um, And other people like Brian Keerly, um, I met him once and we just had like a super cool conversation. Like, he just seemed like a cool ass dude. Yeah. And uh, and like, he's the one that put the whole award show together, you know, like. Is is it's just like super dope that like all these different things have been falling into place and like I've met all these different people so early. Um, so like my progression and it's it's also helped like a few others as well, um has been able to like skyrocket. Like we've progressed like exponentially because we're all just like passing around free game, you know, like you're at the mics, bro. Like, we're always just, like, exchanging notes. Like, yo, try this tag out. Or I'm not sure how I felt about that. when like, change these two words around. Or, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's always, like, constructive criticism. Like, you never heard somebody be like, you know what? Fuck you, dog. My shit's hilarious. Like, it's we're all there. It's the gym, dog. We're all trying to work out. Yeah. So, like, that's that's really, like, the vibe that I get from, like, every open mic. And that's why I fuck with it so heavy. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's the end of that tangent. That was <laughs> I enjoyed it. I was enthralled. I was like, yeah, man, keep going. Great. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree entirely. I definitely need more constructive criticism for sure on yeah. my shit. That's like the big thing I think about just making friends who are into comedy, though, is yeah. like building those relationships and yeah. like feeling comfortable to talk to. For sure. Like talk to people about that type of shit. Like uh, I feel like I talk to everyone about this. It's like comedy here is like a – it just made me feel like I was in high school again. Right. Like being a freshman in uh-huh. the comedy universe and fucking like starting out like the new kid, you know? Yep. It's like you show up to an open mic for the first yep. time and you're like, uh, this yeah. is fucking awkward. Everyone's like chatting with their friends. Trying to be cool. You're and, like yeah. that new guy lingering in, like, yeah. in the back like, hey guys. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, you just, you get more comfortable and meet more people. And th- now it's like going to an open mic. It's like, I say hi to fucking 30 people. That are exactly, there, bro. You know? Exactly. It's so crazy. Like I realized like how lucky I was and like how blessed I was, um, to like know so many dope comedians. Like it was this night at the lounge and, uh, I can't remember like what night it was or like, I believe it was an event, but I can't remember if I stayed or what. I just remember like how I entered the room. And I entered the room and I saw so many familiar faces, bro. I was shaking people's hands for like two whole minutes. Yeah. 
and it's like dang bro like i know all these people and like so many of these people are just like dope ass fucking comedians yeah like some of these people are like doing shows in la and like have done the comedy store and like just all these fucking people that like i get to rub shoulders with yeah you know and like i take pride in being able to like uh say that like uh i've performed on the same stage as like a rob maybe or like that uh i've like produced a show that like bill laskowski was a part of or like uh you know that like i get to uh work with mike enders from time to time like me and him text back and forth like talking jokes and shit uh and just like just different shit that like i'm just super appreciative of you know like i don't take any of this shit for granted because like i know firsthand that like it can be taken from you in an instant right like nobody's too good for anything you know like you gotta you gotta be like humble and gracious with this shit yeah and like as confident as i am i'm also very humble in knowing that like i'm definitely not the best comedian in phoenix you know but i do expect to be that one day and yeah and i do see like my own potential and i do know that like as long as like as long as i keep grinding then like i can accomplish my goals you know i tell myself this daily and uh fucking affirmations dog like if i'm a big believer in affirmations if y'all aren't doing affirmations now definitely do them shits um and if what do you mean well affirmations are essentially just like talking to yourself in the mirror right and like speaking good things into existence Oh, right. okay. Yeah. So like manifesting, dude. Exactly. Manifesting. Fucking millennial. Bro, but the shit works, dog. Let me tell you. So like I got I Just got manifest it. Yeah, I got booked <laughs> at uh I got booked at House of Comedy, dog. I have this vision board of like all the shit that I wanted to do this year. Fuck yeah. And uh and there were like ten shows that like uh that I was like, all right. I'm going to do these or like I'm going to be a part of these in some way, some shape, form or fashion. And like I've already knocked like three of them hoes off the list. That's legit. Like at least three. Let me see. There's House of Comedy I wanted to do. Hot Mike I did. My my goal wasn't to do Hot Mike. My goal was to do Hot Mike for the first time and kill it because I had never done it before. And it's like a dope room to do. So I was like, all right, I want to do it and kill it. Otherwise, my goal is like, I'm I'm O for O, like that's it. Right. Um. So did Hot Mike rock the room? Um. Fucking uh, like I said, House of Comedy. I did that twice. Uh, the first time I did it, I did it with uh Mike Enders for the Lovesick podcast, and uh, that was pretty dope because it was uh myself, John Carden, and Matt Micheletti. That was just like a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was super dope. That yeah, was that super dope. Sick. Yeah, and I felt like, bro, I was like, I was like a little fish in a big fucking pond, bro. Like, yeah. fucking Micheletti, who is like somebody else that I look up to. John Carton, of course, somebody else that I look up to. Like I said, the bald white dudes with the beards. I fuck with y'all heavy. Uh, but yeah, and then Mike Enders and Ben Anderson, both hilarious. And uh, and I'm just like there, just like. Oh my gosh! Like the these guys are so funny, you know. Like I, I was just like trying to soak it all in yeah. and just like just super excited that like the comics that I look up to, they're like I mean, of course, there's other comics that are gonna look at them and be like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" But like at the point that I'm at right now, 
you know, like, it's nothing but respect. Like, absolute respect and, like, adoration for, like, their comedy yeah. and, like, their brand because they're fucking hilarious, dog. And, yeah. like, they're doing this shit. You still see Micheletti at Mike's. Like, as long as he's been doing this shit, you still see him at Mike's. Yeah. Like, consistently. It's almost odd to not see Matt Micheletti at an open mic. Yeah. You know, so... Um, so like you just gotta respect the work ethic and respect like how dope how dope their comedy is. But uh yeah, I have no idea where this tangent started, but and I don't know where it's gonna end. But I mean we're here, dude. I don't either. We're dude. here. It's I've February twenty ninth. We smoked a substantial amount of weed before this podcast. Substantial, bro. And, because uh, it's the last day of black history. Oh bro. yeah, dude, gotta go hard, dude. And I am the first. The first <laughs> local black comedian. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, you are, dude. In the month of February. On February 29th. It won't happen again February for four 29th. years. It won't happen you again, You have to. Bro. Okay, we got to... We gotta stick to this, man. Bro, in four, four years, years, I will now. come back. Do not four don't years. even ask me, bro. I already February said yes. No matter I already said what yes. we're doing, where we're living, or whatever's we're going on. We're definitely doing it. Bro, you I will buy the ticket back. now to wherever the fuck you're going. You gotta come back and do a podcast. Bro, mo- most definitely. That'll most be definitely. Our, it's be only thing. right, dog. Fuck yeah. Because I'm the first. That'll be so fucking cool. I'll listen I'm back to this in four first. years to prep for it. Yes. As you should, bro. Yeah, I'll As probably have like you know by then like three more black comics on. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, rightfully so, <laughs> rightfully so. I feel like I should like have a have a hand in like choosing at least one of those black comics. One though. one a year, I say. Yeah, I hit the quota. There you go. <laughs> My last three podcasts, but regardless. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I definitely respect all the all the comics who have been in the scene for a long time. Um, it's it's really weird. Like, I'm I'm getting to the point now where I feel comfortable like interacting with those people. Yeah, to be honest, like I was definitely very intimidated for a long time. But granted, I didn't like hit the ground running in comedy. Like you you said, you were you know hitting four to six fucking days of mics and shit. Right. Like I started doing one a week. Yeah. And only until just this January, I've gone out several nights a week now, every fucking week, right? And done mics, and like it is a big difference doing several mics a week um, compared to like the one mic. But like sure. doing one mic a week, I didn't get exposure to comics. I didn't meet a lot of people. Yeah, my comedy didn't get that great. But I was just kind of dipping my toes into comedy, right? For a solid like four or five months, right? And now I'm, like, hitting four to five mics consistently a week and uh, trying to fucking improve and get out there and meet more people and get more people on the podcast and stuff. And it is a big difference. A big fucking difference for me was having uh, Mike Turner on the podcast. Right. And I was like, yeah, I've only been doing, like, one mic. And he's like, yeah, maybe comedy's not for you. (laughs) And I was just like, fucking A. Yeah. Um, But it was always just one of those things for me that I was like, I got to give it a shot and yeah. uh, try to, like, work it into my schedule. Yeah. And I didn't know if it was going to be something that, like, I fell in love with and fucking stuck with forever. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But now I'm, like, 
hitting the ground running like it should have been exactly. from the beginning. Yeah. But I don't think there's any wrong way or right way to start. You know what I right. mean? Like some people start out with one fucking mic a week. Right. Uh, some people start out with ten fucking mics a week. Right. Um, but I feel I feel comfortable now, like doing book shows and having like a strong set and interacting with more comics. Right. And uh, I don't feel like the new kid so much anymore. You know right. what I mean? Have uh have you done your first ten? Yeah, I mean I did twelve uh the other week. Oh okay, which is cool. Okay. Yeah. My first ten, uh, I didn't do bad, uh, but looking back, I don't feel like I did good. Yeah, it was definitely not my like best set ever. For yeah, sure. it was like, a lot of a lot of filler shit. Yeah, yep, yep. I felt like I had ten. I had ten premises. Yep. But I did not have ten minutes. I left that. I left that set going. I have a lot of work to do to come up with. Uh-huh. A strong twelve minutes of jokes. Uh-huh. I feel like right now I have a strong seven minutes of jokes. Yeah, like because I did seven minutes last night. Yeah, and I felt like I fucking crushed it. Yeah, and but getting from seven minutes to twelve. Yeah, is, is still a big leap. Yeah, it is. I need five strong fucking minutes. Do you and, remember writing that first and five? Go with those seven minutes. You yeah. know, it's, it can't be like just this mumbo jumbo fucking bullshit that doesn't work for 12 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, I do remember working on my first five minutes because I wrote. So when I started deciding to do comedy, I started writing jokes like last February, right. like a year ago. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, I'm going to just write jokes and try to get good at just writing jokes and prepare jokes before I ever do an open mic. Right. And then I like worked up the courage to do an open mic by like April, May, and then never did one. Right. And I finally did one in July. Uh, so I had a full five minutes of jokes when I did my first open mic, uh-huh. which I felt great about, but they were fucking pretty terrible. And now I don't do any of those jokes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I remember like like fucking I was so fucking jazzed that I had like 5 minutes of jokes that I could actually like do. Right. And goddamn like some of them the premises I still use a little bit, uh-huh. but the jokes and all the punchlines are just fucking terrible compared to what I do now. And like the transition of 7 months is so substantial. I'm pretty really stoked is. to see where I'm going to be a year from now, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a uh it definitely is a pretty insane leap. You gotta talk into your mic, sir. My bad. You're good. My girl was texting me. No, uh, you're good. yeah, it definitely is a pretty insane leap that happens. Uh as far as like whenever you first start and if you're hitting like that many mics, you start to see your progression just go nuts. Yeah. Like, because you're surrounding yourself with comics for multiple hours a day. Yeah. And then you're thinking about comedy for a good chunk of the rest of that day. Yeah. So it's just comedy nonstop. Your mind's always in comedy mode. Yeah. Like, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I don't fucking know. One of the comics. And uh, I was just saying, like, Yo, like, I... Oh, it was Josh Harrison. Sorry, Josh, I love you. Uh, Yeah, we we were just saying, like... uh, God 
damn it, I forgot. No, you're good. <laughs> you and Josh were saying something. Yeah. Something substantial. Something that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. I guess not. No, you're good. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck. All that buildup. Something about going to open mics and shit. You'll get it. It'll come back. Uh, but yeah, I definitely... takes off. I definitely think uh, I think you can get a lot of value at, at any mic you do, and it definitely is um, a substantial difference in doing a lot of mics uh, compared to you know one a week. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of it is just it's not even just the stage time; it's hanging out with comics, like you said, and like being in the environment and talking to people and fucking making connections, and not just the five minutes of stage time you get an open mic. Right. Um, I actually, uh, I was, uh, I'm talking to Jules, (laughs) this dude, man. Um, I was talking to Jules, uh, after his set, not this past Thursday at Grand Avenue Pizza, but I believe it was the week before and, uh, he had just finished his set and I told him, I was like, hey, um, try this tag and also like dive deeper into being mixed. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, there's something there. I'm like, there's you, a lot there. Yeah. I was like, you got, you got laughs there, but they were waiting for you to go deeper. Like you have to like dive into that. Yeah. Like, like, and this is just the advice that I've been given, you know, by people that have been doing it longer than me. That is the only reason I felt comfortable telling him this yeah. because I'm like, I did it because somebody told me to do it and it worked for me. So I'm just telling you because it might work for you. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, I tell him this. I'm like, yeah, dive deeper into like the whole mix thing. Right. And uh, he's like, all right, bro, thank you. I appreciate that. I was like, yeah, for sure. You know, no no problem at all. So this past Thursday, we're back at Grand Avenue Pizza. And uh, I can't remember if he went up after me or before me. But I remember near the tail end of his set, I would say like the last like two and a half to three minutes. He was like. He said something about like uh not being black enough. And then he goes, uh, he goes, my nigga. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Dude, I was not ready. <laughs> I was not ready at all. Because Jules, okay. Jules is Jules is very racially ambiguous, bro. Like, yeah. my nigga could be Greek. He looks Greek. That that's that seems yeah very valid. Yeah, I grew up with a Greek guy. Yeah, yeah, very, exactly. Yeah, very like similar. he could be Greek, and I'm just like, dude, like, who gave you the fucking nerve? But I mean, like, at the I mean, he's black, kind of, sort of, like a little, <laughs> I guess. Bro, I'm just saying, like, my whole thing is uh, this. He's going to hate you after this podcast. Yeah, I- I'm roasting the fuck out of you, like, after this, Jules, because, like, y- y'all, no, nah, I want all the smoke. You guys are going to have to come back and do a, 
he doesn't he, he, he does not want he does not want to smoke with me dog I, so I i've been i've been doing this roast shit before comedy dog like i grew up with four brothers i've had to roast i also grew up with two brothers all my life grinding all my life I'm telling you man i don't know what where you're going with that oh you just weren't ready for his joke yeah bro it yeah. just caught me off guard it really yeah. did but like, and I mean, it's it's all in jokes. Like it's it's all in love. I, I fuck with Jules heavy, um, but like it, I just wasn't expecting it. You know, I was like, whoa, like what the fuck? Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, and uh, see, I I I uh, I know I I was there. I know exactly what you mean, and uh, I could tell it was one of his first times. I feel so bad yeah. talking about his jokes. <laughs> um, it was one of his first times saying that on stage, I think. Yeah. And you could tell he was a little awkward about it. Yeah. But it's one of those things, in my opinion, he has to tell that joke 50 more times. And he's going to crush it, honestly. When he, yeah, when he, when sells, he gets it. Yeah. When he sells that punch yeah. in the middle of that joke, like it's going to... It's gonna crush some people. He's for really sure. gotta like. He's gotta own that shit though. Yeah, like, right, he's right, gotta right. Fucking own it, bro. Like you can't, you can't like falter on shit like right. that. And the only reason I say that is because I have done very similar <laughs> jokes uh-huh. that I have felt very uncomfortable saying. Right, and I know I felt uncomfortable on stage saying it. Right. And it's not gonna be funny. It's only gonna be offensive, yeah, offensive until I get <laughs> until I get comfortable right. saying it as a fucking joke yep. and like selling it with my my facial expressions and also my energy on stage. Yep. Yep. Because when you clam up and uh, when you have a joke that you're like, this is gonna like be a little awkward, mm-hmm. and you like tense up and kind of clam up saying it, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't sell it the same way as like when you're like just up there smiling and like having a good time. You know what I mean? It's like uh, I uh, I have a punchline that uh, I fuck around with where uh, the punchline is. Uh, Fuck niggas with a hard R. Yeah. Right? So, like, I drop the hard R, and I say it, like, loud as fuck, and I say it in, like, this country-ass Alabama accent. Yep. No, I know exactly what joke you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, and that's a risky fucking joke, dude. Yeah. It's risky as fuck. But then it's, like, you know, like, that's where, like, the comedic aspect comes in. It's, like, that's what we play off of. Like... Like I did that joke at House of Comedy, bro. Uh, for the Love did Sick you? podcast. Yes, I. And it yes, did. I, bro, I, I, it fucking popped because, like, see, isn't it great when you can do that with an actual audience? Yes. Yeah. And it was cool because, like, I did it, and it was like I can tell I got like nervous laughs, and that's exactly what I wanted. And I was yeah. Like, Fuck yes, I got them right where I want them. Yeah. So then I was like. Oh, that kind of took the air out of the room, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then like a couple people giggled, and I'm like, "Is it because I made this person sound like they were from Alabama, or is it because I dropped the hard R?" Except like I switched it, of course. Like it, it was actually funny, and then like they started cracking up laughing. But like, just like taking advantage of like knowing that they felt uncomfortable laughing at that joke. Like, I've done that so many times. Yeah. Because I get away with so many different, like, jokes that, like, 
some people don't know how to sell because they don't go the extra step to like finish the joke. Right. You know? Um I like taking those risks. Yeah. I think it's fun, yeah. And like and I it's uh, fun getting that awkward laugh yeah. and coming back from it. Kind of like what we we're saying, like digging your hole a little bit uh-huh. and coming back from it. It's Bouncing like you back. lose people a little bit and then they're like, ah, all yeah, right. Man. They bounce yeah. right back. And I even said like in House of Comedy, I was like, damn. I took their out of room. That was a risky joke to tell in here, huh? Yeah. And, and it was like they were like, "Yeah, it fucking was." Like, no shit, you yeah. know. But it was it was just super dope. And I've done that at like two different shows, and like yeah. it, it works every fucking time because yeah. they're like, "Yeah, it was a risky fucking joke." But like, yeah, applaud to you for your balls on telling it. You yeah. Know? Um, hey, I did a slavery joke right in front of you hosting yeah, the show. <laughs> yeah, hosting the fucking show. Hosting the show. I'm like, this piece of shit. If reparations ever go through. Yeah, and I didn't feel comfortable saying that joke very well, but um, I'm definitely going to say it again several yeah. times. Yeah, as you it. should, bro. Fucking perfect. Because I think there's some I think there's some funny elements there for sure. Yeah. And I think I got a solid laugh. In that, in the middle of that joke, yeah, when I when I pointed out um, when I was like, my ancestors didn't own slaves, <laughs> and I was like, if you have a problem with slavery, take it up with Bubba's ancestors. <laughs> I got some solid laughs when I said that, so I felt I felt a little more comfortable saying it. And uh, but those are the jokes I like because they're like they're risky in in the very sense of the joke, right? But if you can hit it with the right joke in the right punchline in the right timing right it's fucking hilarious yeah and those are the jokes that i appreciate from professional comics that i watch on netflix and shit right i like those like tom segura jokes of like we need to build a wall around louisiana because those people aren't americans right you know, because Cajun people, you know, don't deserve to be in this country anymore and shit like that. I don't know if you've seen that joke, but it's just like, like he pissed off the whole state of Louisiana. I bet he did. And <laughs> and then he went and he scheduled three shows in Louisiana like six months after that. Um, and just shit like that, like just the like the super risky, like Dave Chappelle getting on stage and doing tranny jokes yeah, and outraging the whole community and then doing another stand-up special yeah. <laughs> and he starts it with tranny jokes. Like, you know what I mean? Just shit like that. Uh, dude, Dave is honestly the greatest. Um, oh, yeah, man. Dude, like, absolutely. I mean, he's fucking Dave, dude. Like, yeah. He's Dave. And it's it's not even like I don't even know that it's close. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you, uh for random tangent. How was the did you go to the Dion Cole show last night? No, I didn't. Ah shit. Yeah, we were supposed to go uh last night, but uh one of the comics uh is supposed to be able to get us in for free. So we oh okay. May end up going tonight. He has uh two shows tonight. Uh, where's he? Yeah, where's I'm he at? Not gonna plug that show, but uh, cause by the time like yeah, no, you're good. Uh, fucking stand, stand up live. live. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dion Cole. Uh, yeah, trying to go see him. And uh, oh wait, 
It says tonight it says, sold out. Uh, Sunday shows. Sunday shows available. But we're going to Sundays. It's tight. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Son of a bitch. Oh, my girl ain't mad. Nah, them tickets were like $75. So, so Dion Cole scheduled that because that the bro show was supposed to be at Stand Up Live tomorrow. Yeah. So Dion Cole bumped them. Yeah. Because now they're after Sundays are tight at Tempe Improv. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yeah. So Dion Cole bumped them, dude. My girl's supposed to uh, go to both, bro. Like, could you sit through four hours of stand up? Wait, it's four hours? Bro. How long do the Sundays are tight people get? Two hours. How do how long does each comic get? Two hours. No, but Sundays are tight. How long do do the comics get? Well, Sundays are tight. I think Micheletti might be doing thirty. Oh no oh, shit. shit! No, you're good, dude. Uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I absolutely one thousand percent could not sit through both shows, and it's a two drink minimum for both shows. So you exactly. have to buy four drinks. Yeah. And, uh, and that means I got to Uber home, purse, bro. Yeah. It means I got to Uber home. Yeah. And I ain't gonna do that. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, I'm going to feel a little bad leaving after Sundays are tight not staying for bro show. But at the same time, I'm like, I didn't sign up for that. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's my whole thing is uh, like um, I've been wanting to go to uh, Sundays are tight. And um, like I also wanted to, you know, support the bro show in like whatever way I could. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't have mind going, but it's definitely a show uh, that my girl would have enjoyed more. The bro uh, show. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think that's like their target audience. Oh, I, yeah. I it's think, definitely like, for females. Yeah. I don't, I don't I know that. Like, I'm not trying to shit on it. I think people Oh, no. Not at all. Show. I mean, it's a I fucking, it's, it's, it's a great show from what I've seen from it. Dana like, and yeah, Courtney definitely, have a good Yeah. Shout out to there. Dana and Courtney. Uh, Dana, I love you. Uh, Courtney, I don't think we've officially met, but uh, you're you're great people if if you're cool with Dana. So, uh, yeah, shout out to you guys and shout out to the Bro Show. Um, by the time this comes out, the Bro Show will be over. Oh, way but, over. Uh, yeah, I wish them nothing but success and in their show. Um, but yeah, like like I said, you know, I I just don't think that like I'm their target demographic. Uh. Which is, you know, completely okay with me. Oh, yeah, that's uh, fair. Because whenever I do my shows, I definitely have a target demographic. Uh, yeah, everyone uh, does, right? So, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's just like they're attracting who they want, who they, who they want to attract yeah. and who they are attracting. Um, and uh, I think that's, like, super dope for them. And it worked out, actually, between me and my girl because, like, the bro show was at the same time as Sundays are tight. And then we could just, I could just go to Sundays are tight. She can go to the bro show. And then, like, it would just be cool. We'd just meet back up at home. Um, and then bro show ended up getting moved to Tempe Improv. And then uh, getting moved to that 9 o'clock slot. And I'm like, ugh, dude, that's a lot of comedy. Yeah. You know, that is a and lot to sit uh, through. pretty you know? late on a Sunday. It is. It is pretty <laughs> late on a Sunday. Um, I really hope they get a good turnout like i really hope because i hope so too yeah. it's so close to the uh to to the date that you know a venue switch uh but i'm i'm not even gonna put that energy into the air uh it's it's, it's gonna be a great show and uh I, I really hope that uh all the comics enjoy themselves and that uh everyone that gets a chance to go enjoys themselves as well 
because uh, it's a very unique concept. It is a dope concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Sundays are tight is a is a pretty dope concept too. I was yeah, just talking sure. to Bob about it because he's on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really cool, and that's something that like that's like a goal of mine, right? For like sure. I want to impress Bubba and Mike enough to get For invited sure. to do a show For like sure. that. For you sure. know, and uh, I think I think Phoenix needs more shows like that that yeah. are scheduled out can sell tickets can give away free tickets whatever get people in the door but to help showcase talent uh-huh. in the area yep and it's dope that they're doing that uh i think it's sick that i mean it's it's every three months i wish it was like every two months or every fucking month yeah. you know what i mean yeah but it could grow into that it could you know it I could mean, do the well demand enough could grow like there's definitely yeah. a demand for it now as far yeah. as like the comics go yeah, um, and I think it'd be cool if someone started up another show here similar to uh, This Week Sucks Tonight. Yeah. Like, I feel like that had a cool following in town, and, like, there's that void now because that show's not running weekly. For sure. And that was, like, a big goal for comics to get on that show specifically, you know? Like, I want to get on yeah. This Week Sucks Tonight. We fuck around and uh, do a show called uh, Wednesdays Are Dope. Yeah, Wednesdays are dope. Yeah, you know. with uh, with with Bubba McComb, fucking Bubba, Bubba McComb and Devonte Easby co-hosting. Hey, Wednesdays there you go. are dope, bro. Fuck yeah, stand up live. <laughs> Wednesdays are dope. Hell yeah, bro. Tell me that shit wouldn't be fired, dog. It would be. Yeah, just like commentating while like fucking open micers are doing their stand up. Yeah, I think those type of shows are really taking off. I mean, yeah. kill, kill Tony. Yeah. Is, I mean, the biggest show like that format. For sure. But, I, like, Kill Tony, you get a minute. Yeah. And then they kind of, le- like, talk to you on stage for five right. to ten minutes. Well, it's grown. Like, it's so big now. And I've never seen it, but I've heard so much about it. Yeah. But it's, like, it's so big now to where it's, like, I mean, do you really want more than one minute of these open micers? Right. But it'd be dope to see people do five minutes. Right. Right. And, uh maybe not or have a couple booked people in the middle of the show doing right five or seven minutes or right. whatever in between the snippets of open micers yeah they'd have to be like guaranteed killers though yeah because i know? think that like roasting format is funny yeah but it's not always for everyone you know no, like everyone not. doesn't want to sign up for watching um comics go up and do one minute and then get roasted for five fucking minutes by comics like facts it's not it's because of awkward transition bro yeah it's not always the most comfortable thing to watch like some of the kill tonys are really uncomfortable (laughs) very very much so yeah um like producing roast show has like shown me that like Dude, keep talking. I got to pee so bad. For sure. This uh, is a theme in my podcast. I always have to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do your thing, bro. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll just dive right into, like, some behind-the-scenes work as far as Nacho Mamas goes. Uh, yeah, bro. Well, like, producing roast shows is, like, different than uh, producing regular shows because uh, the formatting is different. Uh, for example, in um, uh, February 19th, the last show that we had, uh, we actually had the headliner go first. And uh, then we had a skit. We had uh, two more comics go. And uh, then we had the roast. And uh, from uh, from bit to bit, you could feel the energy shift in the room. 
And uh, as a show producer, you really have to be attentive to those things, especially if you're planning on producing shows in the future. So that way, uh, these aren't problems that you encounter consistently. You know, you're not having to worry about how uh, a roast after someone's set is going to perform if you've done it before and you know that it works or whatever format works for you uh, will, you know, essentially work for your show. And uh, yeah, now we have Jeremy back. So, you know, I, I just gave a quick breakdown as far as like formatting goes to like producing shows and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's really it's really simple. It, it's really just about paying attention and just being present, you know, as far as uh, your comedians go, because uh, essentially they are your employees. You know, they are your contracted employees and you have to make sure that these people are being taken care of. And that they have the necessities that they need. Well, that they have whatever they need to perform their job successfully and at a high level. Um, that's what you want from your show to uh, really uh, build on your brand and uh, build on what could become a fan base. Um, it is, it's, it's very crucial to be uh, present in, uh, in all of um and all of what you do you know that involves other people you know you just want to be like in that in that moment and focused like in whatever's going on and whatever's happening you know uh like such as this i'm trying to like avoid my phone um <laughs> right for for one reason because like i'm obviously uh a retard and can't reach my shit uh i i mean Sorry, guys, if <sighs> shit now, eh, fuck, dude, fuck 2020, bro. <laughs> Why? What happened to 2020? Bro, 2020 is just like, we're so fucking woke. Like, it's such it's such bullshit. Yeah. Like, I remember when being woke was a good thing. Oh, yeah. Now it's like just uh, it's like it, stop it, it just means you're you're a fucking dickhead. You're annoying. That's, that's all it means. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, dude. Like, you guys are just fucking annoying now. Yeah. Like, go home. You know, fucking jerk your dick. You know, flick your bean. Like, get a nut off, bro. Like, please yourself. Yeah. Because there's obviously some pent-up aggression there. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. I think think that's something that that people really need to reevaluate about themselves. Is how much they're masturbating. Like, just <laughs> really think, <laughs> bro. There's so many gems on his podcast. That's I can't solid, wait to listen to this shit back, solid, bro. Yeah, that's a solid bit right there. Right yeah. There. Yep. But like, just really think about like how much you're masturbating and like how much better your life would be if you just were like getting rid of these some of these fucking kids, bro. Like, Fuck them kids. Yeah, get the demons. Bro, do out, you dude. see how everything is just coming full circle? This shit is wild, ain't yeah. it? Yeah. It's a full moon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing that's happening here. We gotta order some food because I'm so hungry. Oh, dude. That sounds like yeah. We gotta get some food. You're like, in here. Yeah, you're you're like heaven sent right now, bro. Yeah, we need to get some wings. Oh, dude. Oh. Oh, but like I don't even. I, I'm on like this whole vegan thing right now. Like yeah, I'm trying I'm on, not to eat meat. Kind of on a diet too. It's a real yeah. problem. 
I mean, I'm definitely down for fries from Wingstop, though. Like, if if, if that's where you were going, oh, definitely cool with fries. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. But no, nah, like real shit, bro. Yeah, that that definitely sounds like the wave. I don't know but how to eat vegan. It sounds it's like such a, a complicated process, sounds bro. Like a nightmare, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't want to fuck with that at all, bro. All I do is just avoid cheese and meat. Like that's that's it. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's all I do. I'm not out here like cooking extravagant as cauliflower tacos. Oh and shit. my like, god, dude! Some people go crazy that like pizza and like the made up ice cream and like I don't know the weird stuff, dude. People are right. doing weird stuff. Food these days, I don't like it. I don't trust it. I just want a burger. Fucking a, in and out. I'm so hungry now. Now I can, I can think about his food. Like ah. <coughs> oh shit! What a random tangent. Uh, we went from booking a doing a show to fuck 2020 <coughs> to food. <coughs> yeah, dude. Solid transition. Yeah, dude. But no, seriously, bro. Like fuck 2020. Fuck 20. I like 2020 so far. It's, it's fucking hard out here. I, I mean, 2020 like, is dope so far. I mean, we've gotten. I mean, it's been a crazy year already. It's, uh, you know, Trump got acquitted, and then we got, you know, coronavirus everywhere. Kobe died. Uh, you know, Mormons legalized Dude. polygamy. Um, Dude, Kobe dying was like, whoa. That's the biggest news story of the year. It's got to be. I mean, what else is going to happen this year that was that big? I, I don't think there could be anything. You know. Dude, L.A. has lost so much over the past few years. Yeah. Kobe dying was crazy, man. Mm-hmm. It was like a genuinely one of those things where it kind of fucked me up for a couple of days. Where I was just like, Jesus, man. And like, he's 41. Yeah. He was 41. Like, it's just wild to think. Like, it just makes me think about shit like. Like, my dad's still around, and he's, you know, 64. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Like, my mom's, I don't know, 60 or whatever the fuck. Scary thoughts. Though. It's just, yeah. You just it's never like, know. It's, like, it's wild to think about, like, all the people who live longer than that. Mm-hmm. And that, like, fuck, man, they could have been gone any fucking time. Yeah. yeah. It's just wild. Yeah, you just you just never really know. Put shit into perspective, for yeah. sure. That's why, like, I've ended uh, my first two shows. Uh, the last thing I tell the audience is tell someone you love them tonight. Um, you know, I thank everybody for coming out and, you know, tell them, you know, how you can find most of these uh, comedians on social media or whatever and, like, upcoming shows, all that good shit. Um, but I'll just be like, you know, thank you guys again. Uh, have a good night and make sure you tell someone you love them tonight. And uh, then I'll, you know, hang up the mic. and That's get a cool way to end the show. Yeah, bro, because, I mean, I just I just really feel like people should just express that, like, just give people their flowers while they're here. Yeah. You know, like, you'll you'll hear me tell comics, like, as I'm leaving different venues, like, all right, bro, see you later. Love you, man. Because, like, it's real shit. Like, I got mad love for, like, a lot of these comics because I spend so much time with them and we see each other so often. And, like, we it's it's personal shit that, like, we're sharing on stage. And, like, we're sharing so much of ourselves without, like, consciously doing it that it just brings us together, you yeah. know, in, in just, like, ways that we didn't really think about. You know, we're not consciously, like, uh, looking for love in the Phoenix comment comedy scene. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it just it just grows into that. Just, like, you just get a group of homies. And that's that's just what it is. Um, so yeah, I just want people to like, to be able to express that like to their loved ones, 
like especially for the ones that people uh that for for the people that have issues like uh telling people that they love them um you know just like that reminder that like it sits in their head that maybe maybe they'll want to or like they'll write it down or whatever the fuck yeah uh and then just like you know make it known or just like do something a little extra special whatever the fuck makes their loved one feel loved is cool with me dog as long as you tell somebody yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. Tell yourself. It's definitely the type of thing that, that puts that into perspective of, like, not waiting to, like, have conversations. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Yeah, putting ideas out there or working towards shit. Like, yeah. that's the type of shit I think about, like, as I get older, especially. Yeah. Like, now that I'm almost 30, you yeah, know, I got yeah, yeah. a year and a half until I'm 30. Facts. It's just, like, I think about, like, where I want to be in the future, what type of shit I want to do. Uh-huh. Like, I need to stop wasting time not doing comedy i need uh-huh. to stop wasting time not doing podcasts like yeah. i need to put more of my efforts forward to like build a future for myself that i want you know what i mean word word and it's like shit like that that like it's like tragic and like kobe dying is tragic but it's like you can learn something from it exactly in that sense you exactly. know it's like don't let it be for nothing bro it has only motivated me more like, right like uh last year um oh excuse me uh last year uh nipsey hustle passed and uh i wasn't like a fan of his for like super long but like whenever i found out about him and like what he did for the community which was uh i like probably uh shortly before victory lap dropped then like I started listening to like all his other shit, and I sound like everybody else that's like a Nip fan. Um, but yeah, like I mean that shit like it shocked the world. Like whenever whenever he died, yeah, because we were like, damn dog, because we we've seen so many black men die, and there's always an excuse. But like. Nip was one of the good ones. Yeah. So it was like he was like somebody that had done wrong in his past, but was like doing shit right now. Like he owned a business. He was making music. He was with his girl. He had a couple of kids. They had a crib together, like a couple of cars. Like he was doing what we call the American dream. Yeah. And he was doing it the legitimate way. Yeah. And he was killed. So it was it was like a feeling of not only like killing like a black icon, but also like it was like, damn, dog, what do we have to do? Yeah. Like, what do we have to do to just like survive? You yeah. Know? So it's like, like right when you build yourself up, you get knocked back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it was like, damn, dog. And I just like I struggled with that for a minute. Like, yeah. uh, I won't even like I won't even lie, bro. Like whenever whenever I got like the text that it happened, like they sent it in the group chat or whatever, I had to pull over into a QT and I started bawling, dog. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, damn, like is this like people were saying like is this like what it feels like when Pac died? Like what is it like that big? Like yeah. it feels that big. Yeah. Cause like everything stopped. Like, the world did not move for, like, at least five minutes. 
Oh, we were all just like, yeah, we were all just scrambling to find out what the fuck was going on. Yeah. I imagine when Tupac died, it was pretty... Yeah. It's pretty wild back then. Yeah. I imagine. Because it was just like no fucking way. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have the benefit of social media. Yeah, it wasn't... It was very much like you got a phone call back uh-huh. then. Uh-huh. And someone was like, hey, man. Stop you know, playing. Yeah. He died. Okay, like, stop lying. Yeah, up. who'd you hear it from? And then four days later, it's on the news. Exactly. <laughs> or that night or uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. And by that time, everybody in the neighborhoods heard about it. You got five fucking phone calls yep. about it, yeah. Yep. And, dog, it's just it's just crazy. It was just crazy as fuck. Yeah. The whole so like, Kobe thing was like. Yeah. I mean, for me, like. Too. I mean, like, I texted my brother. Like, I remember, like, it's going to be one of those things. It's like 9-11. Uh-huh. It's like, what, what were you doing when Kobe died? Yeah. Um, Like, I was driving with my girlfriend, and we were going to. We were going to get uh, food in, in, like, Scottsdale. And uh, I just, I read it on my phone because I get, like, news updates from, like, Bleacher Report and all sorts of shit. And I got it from, like, four different things. Like, Kobe Bryant just passed away in, like, a helicopter crash. And, uh, like, I was driving, and I was just like, Jesus. And I, like, told my girlfriend. And she didn't really, you know, care because it wasn't, like, a big deal to her. Right. Um, but you could tell, like, I was like fucked up from yeah, it. I was like, this sure. is, yeah. I was like, this is wild. Like, yeah. It's like, it's part of my childhood died. Yeah. It's like when Robin Williams died. Yeah. Or, you know, anyone like that. It's just like, holy shit. Like, yeah, dude, for sure. Like definitely like, but it's different when they're younger. <laughs> like Kobe Bryant was 41. Robin Williams killed himself when he was in his 60s. Yeah. It's different. It's yeah. just different when it's exactly. 41 with kids. It's like so close. Yeah. So close, cause and I remember watching him as a little kid, like him and Shaq. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like growing up with him and Shaq on TV all the time, and it's like it's just crazy. Like that part, of, it's like that chapter of your life is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's like it's a sad feeling, dude. Yeah, it's wild because it's like it it really is like you you watched a part of your childhood die. Yeah. Like in front of you, it happened in front of all of us. We watched a part of our of of our childhood die, and uh, it was I mean it was shocking, dude, because it happened so soon, and like we all grew up with Kobe. Yeah, like, Kobe grew up in front of our eyes. Yeah, he's our generation's Michael Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like we watched Kobe put up eighty one points. Yeah, on Jalen Rose, and yeah. to this day. Like, to this fucking day, Jalen Rose, like, still has to live it down. Like, I'm the guy that was guarding Kobe whenever he dropped 81. Like, yeah. that's – I'm sorry to say it, but, like, you look like the biggest sucker yeah. <laughs> ever. Like, only the dude – only the dude that was dr- guarding Wilt whenever he dropped the 100 fucking looks a, right? like a bigger sucker. And, like, nobody even knows his name because, like, he got 100 dropped on him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kobe Bryant was, I mean, substantial for me growing up because, I mean, we're right next to California and uh-huh. they shit on the Suns every fucking year. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. So, <laughs> rightfully so. Like, I mean, growing up, people in Arizona hated Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Because he was so good and yeah. he just destroyed us. Yeah. But it's one of those people that it's like, it's like growing up watching Tom Brady play football. Right. Like, I'm not a Patriots fan, but I'm definitely a tom brady fan yeah you know like i mean 20 yeah, years from now ball. 
I'll be like watching him being an analyst on TV and yeah. telling my kids like fucking watch that guy throw touchdowns and six fucking Super Bowls. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like it's like, yeah, you might not fucking be a fan of them, but you definitely respect the hell out of them. Bro, it's so dope that we have like these sports icons that like we got to watch growing up. Oh like, yeah. I really loved watching uh Derek Jeter. He was my favorite player in baseball oh, yeah, until uh, until like Albert until Albert Pujols came around. Okay, and then he became my favorite. Shout out to the Cardinals whenever he spent his time there. God uh, damn it, will, Cardinals got goalie, dude. Yeah, I will always dude. remember uh, Albert as a card, uh, regardless of where he uh, retires or retired. I can't remember if he is already gone, but anyways, yeah. Uh, I mean, we just had like these dope icons to look up to, you know, like Kobe. Uh, Derek Jeter, um, fucking even like the Williams sisters, bro. Like Serena and Venus growing up was like super dope to see them just fucking dominate, bro. They were winning everything. Tiger Woods, yeah, bro. Tiger Woods is another one, bro. Like it's so dope to be able to like see that. It's like, but there's definitely a duality to it as far as like being black growing up goes, and like a lot of. I'm not calling out the white people for, like, the white people that get easily offended and have miraculously made it this far in this podcast. Don't worry. Devontae will never be back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, like, this is something that, like, white people have issues understanding is, like, the lack of representation can be very substantial in, like, a child's development, right? Like, if you have a kid that, like, sits in front of the TV all day and like watches TV and all he sees is like white doctors, white lawyers, white presidents, you know, like white real estate agents, like all of these successful people are white and the only people that work for them are black. Then it's like, oh, OK, I must be the one that's supposed to work for the successful guy. I'm not the successful one. That's what I'm shooting for. Right. That type of like people call me crazy for believing that. But then, like, your kid grows up to wait tables. Like, right. Like, there had to be, there had to be, like, some type of fucking. It, like, all goes back into, like, the psychology of things. Exactly. It's definitely psychology. You get it ingrained in your head at an early age. Right. Yeah. And if you see, like, like, I saw Black Panther in theaters the day it dropped. Like, the first showing i could see it at i bought that motherfucker I, as soon as the goddamn pre-order dropped i had my phone fucking ready yeah. five minutes before that bitch started i was on the screen ready to refresh yeah like the last minute bro at six fifty nine, i was refresh 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 refreshing like bro it was it was absolutely ridiculous but i got my ticket right and like i'm watching it and i'm watching like and i mean it's all fantasy like it's it's all bullshit at the end of the day and like people say yeah a white man wrote it okay maybe so he definitely played a part but at the end of the day like it comes down to a black man a dark-skinned black man from uh the motherland uh Africa and uh being this powerful figure without needing any type of white savior. Yeah. 
because a lot of like a lot of like black superhero movies have had like a white sidekick or needed like um maybe like a white villain or like a white guy definitely played a crucial role that's fair that's interesting yeah but black panther's just i mean it is like one white guy in the black, whole movie black 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 <laughs> black yeah and it's the first superhero movie to ever be like that yeah for sure exactly and like they had like the one white guy in there and i mean he definitely played his part but i wouldn't go as far as to call him a white savior because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing without the black woman telling him what to do and that's how the fuck it should be we should have black women telling what the telling these white men what the fuck to do all right, maybe Donald Trump needs a black woman in his office. Maybe that's why he keeps fucking up. Maybe oh, we just does. need, maybe we just need Rashida from the hood to come in and just set some fucking order. Like yeah. just just set some shit in in place to like just like mellow this nigga to fuck out. <laughs> like yep. bro, yeah. like just THC his fucking morning coffee, bro. Like cuz yeah. I know he drink I know I know he's drinking coffee while he's taking a shit and letting them tweets off in the morning. Yeah. Like, he has to be. And somebody's got to drop, like, some THC in that bitch. That is the crazy thing about, like, the society we have now, though, and the world we're, like, building, uh, how, like, mixed it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, statistically, they say, like, white people will be a minority in the United States by, like, 2060. Yeah. (coughs) But... They also say Shit. that most um, ethnicities will be minorities yeah. by the end of this century yeah. because most kids growing up now are we'll mixed, mixed race. Yeah. So, like, it's weird that, like, we're almost the last society in civilization, yeah. in human population, yeah. with what we call now of racial divides. Because in the future, it's going to be mostly mixed-race people bro. It's... from very different backgrounds. I mean, even uh, when I have kids with Sam, they'll be mixed-race. Like, right. she's half Mexican. Mm. Like, they won't be, you know, fully half Mexican, half white. Right. But she's, you know, half Mexican, half white. Right. So, it's like even my kids will be mixed-race in that right. sense. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because... Uh... There's a lot of like in the black culture you'll see like a lot of uh a lot of like stay stay in the uh date within your race. Like yeah. date within your race. And um I mean Isn't it weird that that's a thing? Like for that's yeah, a thing for everyone. I yeah. mean it's super racist it when is. white people say it, but when black people say it it's not. Yeah. I'm just saying I that's mean, a thing. But that's common in every race. Asian yeah. people are very adamant that Asian people date Asian people. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And they drill it into them from, like, yep. day one, bro. Like, yep. They are, like, trained racists. Yeah. And I'm not saying all Asian people, but in a lot of Asian cultures. Yeah. It's just a very common thing. You date Asian people. Yeah. I had, uh, I had, uh, in... Asian dad loved me until he found out I was trying to date his daughter. Yeah. And he was like, nah, that shit ain't happening. Yeah. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Whatever you're gonna say. Oh, <laughs> uh, bro, I don't even remember. Dating, you were saying dating within your race, like in the black culture. Oh yeah, black it's community. Like, it's like uh, to some, it's like frowned upon. Yeah, you know, like frowned upon like heavily. Like like I'm committing like a cardinal sin. You know, mm-hmm. um, especially like older um, older people. Um, they'll look at me like, how could you do this? Right. You know, because like they had to live through like getting hosed and yeah. like, uh, getting like eggs thrown at the bus whenever they're on there and like getting right. their ass beaten restrooms and not getting, not being able to do anything about it. And yeah. just like in spit, spit at and kicked on yeah. and, like all this other shit that they had to deal with. And I'm like, fuck dog. Like, you know, like there's like. There's a divide. There's like a duality within myself of like, you know, I get it. And then it's like, but she ain't do all that. Right. So, um, it's just like. And it's like, you're not going to date her because she's white. <laughs> like, you know, right. that's not how you grew up. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, as far as, uh. As far as that goes, like the whole like dating inside or outside my race, it's just like whatever, whatever I'm into, like whatever fits best is what I gravitate towards. Like I tend to, I tend to date funny women and like my girl now is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I'm always laughing when I'm with her. Like she's fucking funny, dude. Yeah. Um, Fuck, dude. I like. I really wish she'd get back on the stage. I hope this gets enough views so I can tell her like, there's this many thousand people fucking trying to get you back on that stage. Uh, I don't know. I she don't sounds even... like she wants to. The other night at the uh, yeah. open mic, it sounds like she wanted to do some jokes. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just like it's it's the typical comedian thing of like being afraid of like not being liked. Yeah. You know, it's it's like you got to have a thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's just like uh, it was just like one night that really just kind of like deviated the course. Like she was on an OK path and the train just kind of shook a little. Oh, really? And then like there was one whole day where just like everything comedy related just did not go right. Mm. So then after that, it was just it just left a really sour taste in her mouth, you know, and. And I, I like I don't even blame her for it because I've had days where I'm like, dude, fuck comedy, like I can't yeah. believe I'm still trying to do this shit, you know. Yep. But like at the same time, I love it, you know. Uh, and it's it's just it's really like it's it's a relationship. Oh yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes this bitch punches back, but like yeah, totally. It's, it's just it's like you just gotta like roll with the punches and just you know keep it going. So yeah. I think. I think whenever she does get back on the stage, then, like, hopefully she'll be able to, like, shake that for good. Yeah. And just, like, be like, okay, you know what? I can find, like, that balance of this is, like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And, like, I can definitely do better in these areas. But I'm not going to let it, like, you know, I'm not going to let it knock me off the horse again. Yeah. I mean, she's got it in her. So hopefully she gets back at it. For sure, dude. For sure. I'd love for everybody to see her. Everyone's got to find their own own way, though, their own timing. For sure. Yeah. For sure. What can you do? Keep encouraging, dude. Um, 
to jump back to the topic, uh, I was going to say on the whole um, people not wanting you to date outside your race shit, since it is Black History Month after all. <laughs> um, uh, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. Like, People forget that there's still people alive today who grew up, um, you know, when segregation was still a thing. Right. Like, there was still white and black water fountains and bathrooms. It wasn't that long ago that it ended. You know, 60 years, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Not very long at all. Yeah. And it's like people still, people grew up in that time period. Yeah. And it's like, we can't always expect everyone to change their opinions that fast and like the way they experience life that fast like you know what i mean like right we're in this like hyper liberal sense of like society now where it's like hey you're not allowed to say that word anymore right like we don't say that and it's like but people have been saying that for 60 fucking years yeah like you can't expect everyone to instantly change overnight you know it's like It's like you're saying, it's like people look down at you. It's like, but there's older people who will never not feel that way because of the life that they lived, you know? Exactly. It'll only change over 50 more fucking years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like crazy to think about that, but it's like, we're not that far away from women not being able to vote. Right. You know? Right. Like, it's not that long ago that we were chemically castrating gay people. Yeah. You know? That's facts. People used to get thrown in prison for being gay. Yeah. 60 years ago, 70 years ago. It's not that long ago. Dude, not at all. You know? So that's like when people are like, why is gay pride or why, you know, Black Lives Matter or whatever such a big thing? It's like, because it's not that long ago. Yeah. It wasn't like. Shit is recent. My parents lived through that shit. Right. My mom uh, fucking uh, desegregated her middle school. Yeah, there you go. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like that's wild. Yeah. Like I would, it's crazy. It's like, for me, it's one of those things that it's like, I would be fascinated to hear what that was like. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Cause it's like, like, it's not going to be long that people don't have those stories to tell anymore. Right. You that know? was like 40 years ago. Like that was not that long ago, really. Only like 10 years before I was born. 10, 15 years before I was born. Yeah. Segregated schools ended, says in nineteen fifty four. But I know it took like a long time for it to all roll out. Yeah, the segregation of facilities didn't end until uh, I think this says nineteen sixty four. Like that's not that long ago. Hey, Wikipedia is factual. (laughs) Factual ish. Heart of Atlanta versus United States, nineteen sixty four. Yeah, I was going to say it was in the 60s. Um, but yeah, it's like it's not that long ago. Yeah, not at all. Like there's a lot of people who grew up experiencing a lot of that shit. Yeah. Facts. Facts, bro. Do you believe in like uh secret societies and shit like that? Oh yeah, like the Illuminati and uh the New World Order and shit like that. Yeah. I don't know about the Illuminati. I don't know if I believe in them. Bohemian like, I think that's Grove. Bullshit. But, like, I think about, like, the Freemasons and, like, how deep they run. Yeah. And, like, uh, fucking. The Masonic Temple. Yeah. uh, I just believe in, like, the Illuminati and shit just because, purely because Alex Jones snuck into Bohemian Grove and filmed it. 
Mm. I mean, have you ever like seen that or like Mm-mm. watched that documentary or anything? Like he actually filmed like elite people in this weird forest where they're known to go. Like people in the town don't talk about it. Like it's this whole fascinating thing. And he filmed them. They're in front of a big owl god, a stone statue with the fire. They're doing like a ritual in hooded robes and shit. And like he snuck in and filmed the whole thing. And to me, that's just like, for one, it's like, it's wild that shit like that happens. And like, like no one talks about it and we don't know about it. Like, I think if things can happen, like the Catholic church covers up abuse of kids for decades and centuries. Right. Why is it weird to think that like the world's elite are meeting and like plotting things or like why there's like secret societies of like generations of masons or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? It's like, in my opinion, it's all possible. And the world was a lot different in the 1800s and the early 1900s. Like, it wasn't all technology-based and shit. Right. Like, why is it weird to think that, like, back in the day, some rich guy or world leader invited a bunch of other world leaders and was like, hey, we're going to make, like, this fucking cult of world leaders. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it I mean, wasn't... it just really makes sense. It wasn't listening devices back then. They weren't worried about people catching them like they went to the middle of the forest and had like this secret meeting like right. you know what i mean yeah it's not that far-fetched not if you think all. about shit but where were you gonna go with <laughs> secret societies <laughs> i went on like a tangent I'm like fuck yeah bro listen to this <laughs> uh no nah, dude i don't fuck dude i don't even know <laughs> oh shit I think I was just asking. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's just wondering. Yeah, dude. it's crazy. It's fucking wondering, bro. It's just, crazy. Like, just wondering. White people like, be crazy. Yeah, dude. dude. Fucking going on two minute tangents and shit. <laughs> That's my specialty, dude. Especially during a podcast. <laughs> fucking uh, Darrell was on Darrell oh, Burns, shit. yeah, and he was just like talking about his. Uh, his mics that he runs and shit. Yeah. And he mentioned where, like, Bill and Ted got filmed with Keanu Reeves. And I just totally interrupted him and went on, like, a five-minute Keanu Reeves rant. <laughs> it's like, Keanu Reeves is the fucking best, man, and here's why. And asshole. Like, <laughs> and he was like, uh, okay, but anyways, uh, <laughs> my mics at Urban Beans are on Saturday. It's <laughs> like, oh, my bad. <laughs> 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 so fucking funny oh my gosh dude yeah i'll fuck with secret society so for dude, sure shout out to darrell hearns bro <laughs> for hosting all these goddamn mics dude for real bro, huh he's creating opportunity out here yeah he is shit is wild bro. he's got one today it's just started 10 minutes ago oh yeah he does huh yep fuck bro i've been wanting to hit that bitch i know me too saturday's a tough one man it's yeah. like my off day have fun go outside Bro, I really got to, like, switch up my vernacular because, like, terms like hit that bitch really do not go over <laughs> well in, like, in certain venues and at, like, certain audiences. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because, like. It's the same as when people are on stage and they're like, I'm going to get off on this one. Yeah. It's like, stop saying that. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I'm so guilty of, like, them, like, bullshit-ass comedy sayings that people say. Yeah. Like, uh. Me oh, that's, too. that's, that's new shit. Or, like, uh, I'm, I'm going to try some new shit. Or, like. All right, I'll, I'll get off on this one. Yeah. Or fucking uh, like, 
Um, like, uh, that was funny. Fuck y'all. Yeah. Like, like I and like, oh fuck. I hope like nobody takes this as shade because like I do that shit too. Like this is not shade. By I think it's means. natural, honestly. Yes, bro, it is, and yeah. it's like a habit that you have to break. Like I just barely, we got a laptop last night, and fucking, uh, like I was able to like type out so many of my jokes, and like I was just watching some of my videos and just like looking at it, like fuck, bro, I say this shit way too much. Yeah. So I like typed in. Stop saying that shit. Yeah. You know, like, as I'm looking back at my notes, I look and I'm like, okay, yeah, I need to stop saying that shit. Right. So, yeah, it's worked out so far. Yeah. It's always good to keep those fucking recordings and shit. Yeah. I need to start videoing myself more. Yeah, you have to. Because I just do with audio. I just record all the audio on my phone. Uh Uh-huh. But video is really nice to have, especially to, like, watch your mannerisms and shit. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, see what your energy was like. For sure. Yeah. For sure. There's a there's a bunch of different like tidbits and fucking notes and shit you can take as far as like you know watching your videos. But yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. This is a solid podcast, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, we're at two and a half hours. Bro, we we, we were in this bitch strong. Crushed bro. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we had much like just open space, like just that pause right there, probably was like the longest open space yeah. that we had. Felt like a solid natural conclusion. Yeah, it did. It bro. Felt like yeah, it was solid for sure. Solid. We definitely had a moment where we could have wrapped it up, though. There was one moment, but I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, but it was probably like an hour forty-five, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, this is a solid time to close." We but got I'm more like, you know steam, what, bro. Though. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, we can keep this train moving. Yeah, but at this point, I definitely feel like the charcoal's out, bro. And we yeah, can- man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plug your plug your social media and shit, and uh, oh yeah, for sure. You um, get smoke some more weed and get some food. Yeah, I'm fucking definitely, hungry, bro. Dude. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, you guys can find me on YouTube. Actually, uh, I think I'm getting ready to change my like YouTube social name to uh, Join My Cult, please, and it'll be uh, Join. It's a it's a running joke that I have with like um, certain people. Uh, just a quick tidbit about that is uh i feel like the facebook likes like whenever someone is like uh maria smith sent you an invite to like uh cakes by maria you know it's like bitch i'm not liking your page you know because for one you can't bake for two like i don't even know you like i don't even i we we haven't spoken since high school yeah i'm 29 yeah that was 11 years ago (laughs) right that's a long fucking time, dude. Yeah. I'm not going to like your page. Like, we've had zero interaction. Yeah. Why would you send me this like? Oh, man, dude. I feel so bad about that. I spammed and so many people bro, about the podcast, And it's dude. the fucking worst, dude. Oh, I felt so bad. I hit the the message option. They give you a message. They give you an option to send hey, an bro, actual message bro, to people. Bro, a blessing in disguise, bro, because I'm here. And it was all by mistake. Well, but, hey, true. it happened, bro. <laughs> the first black local comedian. February 29th, Black History Month, bro. Black History Month. We're doing baby. it. Hey, this has been a hell of a podcast, bro. Thank you again for having me. Uh, real quick, my socials. Uh, like I said, uh, YouTube is going to be Join My Cult, please. Uh, and that please is going to be P-L-S, not P-L-E-A-S-E. Um, as far as Instagram goes, you can find me uh, on Instagram under not 
funny Vontae. That's N O T F U N N Y V as in Victor O N T E. Uh, if you think I'm funny, thank you. You don't have to say, uh, why do you call yourself that you are funny? Uh, thank you. I've heard it before and it's not very, very original anymore, but I still love you. Thank you for continuing to support me. As far as Twitter goes, um, Twitter, you can find me on can Devante tweet. So it's same as Vontae, except drop a D E in that bitch. Uh, and, uh, you're not following me on Snapchat cause I don't know you like that. And, uh, you're not following me on Facebook cause again, I don't know you like that. Uh, bro. Yes. What a fucking podcast, bro. It was great, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, dude. you got to come back. Hell yeah, dude. I would love to come back. We yeah. got to do this again. This was this was great. Thank yeah, you so much. it was great. This, this felt like a therapy session, bro. I've had so much just pent up, and I just, <laughs> I got so much off my chest. And thank you guys. Good, I'm glad. For, for whoever just stuck it out and just listened through the whole two and a half hours, bro. You guys are, you guys are real ones. So shout out to the fans of Millennial Meltdown. I hope I can, you know, seduce you into being my fan one day. Uh, I hope this has persuaded you into watching some clips that I have on my Instagram or maybe a couple things I have on my YouTube. Uh, I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Uh, the journey has been a long one, but it continues. And uh, I, I mean, I, I I love each and every one of you for, for, for sticking it out with me thus far. That was so good. I can't even follow it. So we're just going to wrap up there. Thank you. Fucking uh, please like and subscribe my shit. Millennium Meltdown on all the podcast platforms. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all the good shit, wherever you get your shit. Yes. Uh, like and subscribe. Please leave me some feedback. Uh, that would go a long way, too. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Peace.